Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 445 for the week of October 28th, 2017. It's almost Halloween. I have my black cat here. We're getting festive for it. I have um <laughs> I have Pascal begging to be let into the call, so let me get him. Uh what else we got? Oh, joining me today, Kelly Ryan. I also have my black cat here. Oh, yeah, your black cat that we confuse with our black cat. Literally. Our black cats are synced. They're, oh, they're in sync. Uh, we have Alice Wilkinson. I'm spamming emojis at you. <laughs> Let me go check them. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a lot of emojis. <laughs> Look at all those red mages. Okay. <laughs> you have a red mage pizza. Okay. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, we have Pascal Takaya. Hello. We have Josh Carpenter. Hello. And finally, Alex Fuller. Yeah, they've made you, but they're no Kirby pile. Say what? Oh, God. I never realized how much I wanted Kirby emotes in my life. What, what about Kirby's? There's two Kirby pile emails, um, emojis on the Slack. Oh, I don't see them. Oh, on the Slack. Slack, Slack, Slack. Okay. <sighs> so many emotes. All right. <laughs> I made them for needle. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, ignoring that for the moment, we have. Oh, I forgot. Not finally, Alex Fuller. We have finally Anna Marie Privateer. <laughs> After the bagel, wow, I should just divorce you. Oh, I know. There was a bagel crisis here, but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> see, how did you manage to forget your own wife, Chris? The same way I forgot a bagel. It's it's just more important things came up, like donuts. Um, so yeah, it's our Halloween episode. It's a Halloween. Yeah, we've both got we've got two black cats on the show, so it's a Halloween episode. We have two black cats every episode. Well, we're always ready for Halloween. Sure. Okay. You know what? We're almost ready for no what extra life. Woo! Extra life is next week. I am doing extra life, and uh, if you'd like to sponsor me, go over to extra-life.org/slash-participant/slash-chris-privateer. Or just search for me on the Actual Life site or go to the show notes and find a link to me and uh, donate. I would very much appreciate it. Or check my Twitter. There'll be little posts asking for your help. Uh, we're raising money to help heal kids, get do research into kids' diseases, buy supplies that are needed to help kids deal with the, the healing process and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. And I'll be hanging out with the PS Nation folks next week on their stream over at twitch.tv slash PS Nation. So you can watch me over there a little bit. And I'll try to be on as, uh, at some point. <laughs> um, or I'll be in the background. Or I'll just be distracting Glenn, the, the main PS Nation guy, as much as I can. Because I like to be annoying to my friends. So you can go and uh, partake of that. Um, is anyone else doing Extra Life on the show? You want to make your pleas? No, I'll just hang out with you. Oh no, not so, this year. In theory, we're doing a podcast. We are. Are we? No. Okay. I can't do one over there. I mean, okay. I could, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> okay. I remember how that went last time, and it turned into an all-day Skype call. And no, we're not. I'm not doing that again. Okay. I'm gonna focus on making their stream better rather than worrying about our stream. <laughs> 
So we will be co-streaming the PS Nation stream. I, assuming no one else is doing an RP Gamer only thing, yeah, we'll do the hosting thing and, and have their thing going. So We will have some sort of stream that day. <laughs> there are streams. Streams will be crossed. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV this week, and I, I, I achieved a, an important achievement. My character is dressed up as a cute little werewolf. And Anna Marie can verify this, right? It's ridiculously, stupidly yeah. adorable. Potato werewolf. <laughs> Alice, do you have a werewolf costume? Did you do the Halloween event? Uh, yes, I posted it on Twitter. Ah. It's probably not as adorable as my popoto. I don't know. I'm trying to... All right, anyway. Uh, what else did I do? Yeah, nothing that matters to anybody. Um, I went and soloed Ifrit, and I don't know. <laughs> oh, which one, hard or extreme? Extreme. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, then I tried to do. What did I try to do next? And said, said no. Oh wait, no. I was gonna go do the the Moogle, but then I realized the mechanics of that aren't gonna work for solo, so. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, there's something else that I'm forgetting, but I guess it doesn't matter. So that's my 14 stuff is still going on. I'll just say that. And, oh, we need to make more things in the workshop. So if you're involved in our 14 server, get on here and contribute to the airship we're crafting so that we can then start making our Shirogane castle walls after that. Okay. So, uh, okay. You're going to need to level your crafting jobs up a bit if you're going to help. Okay. Okay, get on that. Alan. Okay, if you need crafting jobs, then I'm not going to be able to help you. Now. <laughs> That's how. Yes, crafting stuff does need crafting jobs. Yes. Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we we have a fourth airship slot unlocked, and we don't have a four enough parts to make a fourth airship. Like, it's like uh, I have this wrench and I have this sprocket. I can't put together an airship from this. Come on, I need to build some stuff. Oh well, doesn't matter. Um, oh, and I finished up Golf Story. I will say that. Um, and uh, it turns out I was <laughs> 10 minutes away from the end last week. So I played the end, got some funny credits and a wrap up. There's absolutely no post-game content. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it was an enjoyable experience, but I was ready for it to be done. And um, I hope they do like a sequel or a, a more in-depth follow-up or just patch the damn game and fix some of the bugs in it. But, you know, whatever. He it turns is. to me after the credits rolls and he goes, oh. Did the people that make this game come from Australia by any chance? Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, that's why I figured out. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second. I know that shape. <laughs> uh, that's all for me. Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I finished off Farms of Moria's story, mate. Farms of Moria? Yeah, Farms of Moria's. Oh, Farms of Moria's. Okay. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm not understanding you well today. That's on me. Um, so that was how long did that take? About twelve hours. Oh, that's not long at all. Yeah, no, that's that seems to be pretty average. Most people say ten to fifteen. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's like fun. You get this similar amount of chapters to battles. So, did you do um, classic or casual? I did casual, although I didn't really need to because I was playing on normal and I didn't lose anyone. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so. I'm not sure that class casual or classic actually means anything in this game. Not really, because you can, even if you're playing classic, you can revive people from the temple. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's like just in there, just to be a a bone thrown to longtime series fans. Yeah, I guess it makes it slightly more difficult, but maybe. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a Musu game, but with some neat fun and touches. Is there like a lot of post story content, or like how does this work? Like at fifteen, have you done everything and you're done? No, after the story, you could either redo your story missions on harder difficulty because you unlock lunatic. Lunatic difficulty from the story mode, and then there's history mode, which I think is where you're supposed to spend a ton like, of time. Pretty much most of your time afterwards. Oh, okay. So that's, that's basically a series of extra battles that are sort of themed on one of the five games. You've but, seen me do yeah. this in um in Hyrule Warriors, Chris, where there's like this map, and you go inside of the map, and you have to do sort of specific it's mini a goals. Zelda map. Yeah. And depending on what rating you get inside of that map depends on which panels beside it unlock. Oh, that okay. is correct, right, Alex? It's different in okay. Fire Emblem. Because you've basically got a map that's like one of the key battles. So the Awakening one is, I think, the final battle. Okay. Awakening, and then yeah, it, does, it just throws out a load of battles that are sort of Fire Emblem sprites on them. Okay. And you, just, you just go through them and defeat stuff. But that's where you unlock all the stuff that you don't get so characters like the female version of Robin you unlock through history mode and all the characters from the non-main three that don't appear in the story mode go through there so Selica Yay. and Lindis I think yeah I mean it's pretty much got the same issues that most Musu games have in that it gets repetitive quite quickly so maybe but 10 to 15 hours is the right length for it. It was for me, yeah. But I mean, I had some people who really like to spend the time on it, so... Who's your favourite character? Um, who was I playing? I think I ended up playing as Lucina most of the time. Lucina? Ooh. Yeah. No, a lot of fun. This is fun to play as, actually. Yeah, but no, it does neat stuff like the weapon triangle and sort of flying people being really weak to arrows and so forth. And the tactical the tactical stuff was fun as well, because you get a bit more control compared to other games, sort of dealing with reinforcements and stuff like that. So, Yeah, I think that's pretty much it about Fire Emblem Warriors anyway. And the review's up on the site now, so you can go read it. Go read the review. Yes. Right now. Or else, I don't know. I don't know what else, but or else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but else? It did. It, oh. it did sort of inspire me to stop replaying Fire Emblem Awakening. Ah, Ooh. so you're playing that on Lunatic now? No, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good enough to play in hard difficulties. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what you would do if you've already finished the game, you know. And what that Anna what ago. Anna always does is she pulls out a spreadsheet and does different marriage combinations. So I haven't done that yet. I may well do it at some point. Okay. And I've done just playing it to sort of remember it more than anything else. And partly because I'm not really that into Chaos Child yet. It's still it's still slow going that one. Mm. That's another semicolon game, right? Yeah. 
I don't understand that. Is this it's, just a style thing, or is it a specific publisher or developer it's, it's that does a, that? Yeah, it's a specific developer and a specific series gotcha. from them. Okay. But yes, I think Steins Gate, Robotics Notes, Chaos Child are all sort of the same series. <laughs> but yeah, it's a visual novel, and it's a fairly slow visual novel for most of the time. When it When it gets into stuff, it's really good, but it takes a bit too long to get there. So I'll keep slowly plugging away at that one. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Cool. And you got through um, Danganronpa 3 pretty fast, didn't you? Um, Fairly fast, I think. A few weeks. So if you but call yeah, this that, one that... slow, that must mean something. Well, it's a bit, I mean, this one's straight-out visual novel rather than Danganronpa, which is a bit more adventure Fair enough. Danganronpa moves a lot faster. Speaking of Danganronpa, that's what somebody's been playing exclusively this week. Yes. So I got all the way through. Oh, man, that first case blew my mind away. Ah! Yeah, that's that's why I didn't want to say anything. Ah! (laughs) Yeah. So, wow. 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 All yeah. right. This is this is how this goes for people at home. You don't actually learn anything when you talk to people about Duncan Ropa. They just say, "Ooh, I things, but oh, wow, ooh, ee." <laughs> so yeah, that threw me for a loop, and I really had to adjust the way that I was going to think about this game, because yeah, yeah, all right. Um, so yeah, I continued through chapter two and I had a really good idea of who I thought was going to die and he sure didn't. So I have fully finished the second chapter's investigation and I am heading down to the courtroom right now, armed with my truth bullets. Truth bullets. So I... I'm in the pre-court um, part where I need to decide what skills I'm going to purchase and equip. So I think I'm like level 30 at this point. So the way that it works is as you do wow. stuff. <laughs> wow. What? Wow what? Yeah, that's level 30. Are you Seems just, high. And are yes. you grinding a little? <laughs> no, but what it is Wait, is... what does a level do in a game that's like Phoenix Wright? I don't understand this at all. So every time you level up, you gain a skill point. And you gain a capacity point. So your capacity points determine how many skills you can have equipped. And your skill points determine what skills you can purchase. It isn't really explained very well in game, is it? It is not. What do you use skills for in an investigation game? I don't understand. So it gives you um, it gives you like more uh, more time to move the, the reticle around or it gives you extra what is it focus or right but this is a game that's it has a single outcome what do you need if you do it wrong you do it again right mm. what do you need time for so okay so in every conversation there's a timer and if the timer hits zero you're just everybody votes for you and you die okay um there is also um health and focus focus lets you slow down the conversation so that you can accurately shoot your truth bullets <laughs> 
Um, and then your health lets you get things wrong. <laughs> I need to wrong. play one of these games. <laughs> yes. And then your health is how frequently you can get things wrong. All right. And so skills are like give you more focus, give you more health, um, slows down when you use focus even more, um, helps you recover focus faster, helps you um, lose less health when you get something wrong, helps you recover more health when you get something right. Um, basically, slowly but surely, it makes the game a little bit easier because the questions start to get harder and harder and the timers start to get shorter and shorter. So if there's all these timers, how are you grinding? So while you are, while you have free time and while you're investigating a murder, um, doing stuff, you slowly level up. And so here's kind of the quote unquote trick. As you walk, you gain experience. So you can use the menu and teleport around everywhere you want to go. But if you walk, you get way more experience. Ah. So I just walk everywhere. So it's really... Yeah, I walk almost It's like everywhere. you have a Fitbit. I think, I think I was level 35 by the time I was in, like, getting to the end of Chapter 2. Yeah. You have a Danganronpa and Fitbit. <laughs> yes, yes. Fill the circles on your Apple Watch, level up. Yep. Okay. So the so, leveling system was in the second game also. Yes. Or at least, um, I'm not sure about the original uh, PS Vita, but it was on the on the console release. Um, <laughs> you haven't played those yet, Anna. I, well, I mean, I played the first and second game on Vita. I'm, I remember there being a level up and skill system in the second game. I remember there yeah, being... Yeah, I think it was in both of them. Yeah, I remember... So it has evolved each time. So it was super basic in the first game, and it has sort of tweaked each time. I just never knew what it what it did until until I started playing the third one and somehow figured it out. So I'm, I'm guessing it did something similar in the second, and I just never knew. All right. I'm a little bit ahead of you, actually. Ooh. I'm which, on... Because well, um, he's not walking everywhere. No, he is. No, I am. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm on the third case investigation. I was going to say, Pascal so, discovered the benefits of public transit. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I think... So, I am fairly certain I know how it was done. Because of that pane of glass. Oh, that, don't even, guys, don't. Yeah, that don't, tank. Don't do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I know how it was done, and I know how the body got there, and I know, yeah. So I have a fairly good idea of, of how the murder was committed, but I don't have a hot clue who did it. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you're still going to go through a three to four hour <laughs> trial session. Right. So, and I know. mean, I could be really <laughs> wrong about how it was done but I'm pretty sure that I'm Does right. Does figuring out help you at all in this game? Yes. Okay. Because remember, when you... Because I feel like sometimes you're supposed to guess wrong. Well, and you plot. do... Yes, and so that's the new thing that's introduced in the third game, is you do have to lie. Oh. So there are critical points in each case where instead of firing a truth bullet, you have to fire a lie bullet. Oh, goodness. So, in, so that's kind of the tricky part is in or, sometimes in order to proceed a case, you have to lie about what happens. 
I feel like it's too tricky, though, because I, I, I definitely remember in the second trial somewhere, somebody made um, a negative statement, you know, something, I I don't think that's true, you know, something like that. Right. And you have to lie. In return. To to prove the negative false. Oh, I, I don't. I couldn't figure out exactly what because you can. Yeah, um, it never came out and said you had to lie because you can also, you know, you, uh, the way you lie is by holding a certain button and it changes all of your statements to the opposite. Correct. Yeah, you just have to hold down the uh, triangle before you let it go. Yeah, it was just so like I found that very confusing. I wasn't sure, you know, if I was supposed to fire the truth version of the statement or the lie version to refute or support somebody else's positive or negative statements, it, it got a little much. Yeah, it does usually give you a fairly obvious hint that you're supposed to use a lie at this particular point. It doesn't really throw too many, it doesn't throw any sort of surprising ones out at you. It does give you a hint for But it sounds like it's more it. challenging than the recent Phoenix Rights. Um, so in terms of difficulty, um, I actually find that this game is a little bit easier than the second one so far. Okay. I got stuck on one thing and it was because I was thinking way too, if I'd been thinking linearly, I would have immediately gotten it. But I was like thinking, I was, I was thinking way too obscurely. There is the theory of the Mobius. What are you referring to? Um, uh, I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of just taking down the screen and rolling it up. I was like, what's long and pokey in this room? Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah, I was just yeah, like tapping. Ran- well. <laughs> yeah, I was just tapping random things in the room. and like, what's long and pokey? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And finally, after like stabbing at five or six things randomly on the screen, I just looked it up and I was like, oh, well, duh. Sounds like I mean, if I you just found kept it, stabbing, it, you would have found it. No. Yeah, I just I was I thinking. Mean, yeah, you can't you can't brute force your way through anything. I mean, it does give you uh, even if you run out of com- your all of your health and you just try again and yeah. Um, and so I found in each game so far, there's been you know maybe um, two or three separate times spread out somewhere throughout the game where I just maybe it's because of the um, translation or just the wording it somehow doesn't click with me where i really have no clue what i'm supposed to present at that moment and so i just end up um well unfortunately kind of uh trial and erroring until until the right thing gets selected you know during a trial usually it i can figure it out but um every now and then there's one i just don't understand like a certain statement yep so um yeah, I feel like otherwise I feel really confident about like the things that I'm tapping on in each room and I don't feel like I'm I'm like sitting in a room going, wait, what am I missing? Like there were a few times in investigations in the second game where I was like, I can't leave here, but I don't know what I haven't investigated. And I, di- I haven't really been stuck like that in this in this game so far. Which is really good because I got stuck like that in the second case in the second game, and I was just really frustrated. There's also um, something new in this game compared to the other ones where you can actually choose who you want to vote for at the end of a case. Yes. Which I've been dying to to see that um, show up <laughs> in a game, but it doesn't. I don't think it makes any difference. No. Um, 
I purposely chose on, on during this. Well, you're about to get there in the at the end of the second case. I purposely chose wrong, but it even lets it lets you select out of any of the cast. So including anybody that's already deceased, you can <laughs> accuse to be the murderer. So in this in the second case, I accused one of the one of the students who was already dead just to you know see what would happen. Yep. And it goes by a majority vote. And oh, okay. I guess the the computer will always um, pick the... <laughs> the game will always vote majority. Okay. So Did uh. Did Monokuma make fun of you or anything? I don't think it. Uh, no, I don't think it ever, uh, no, acknowledged no, it any of that. It, you can't. Yeah, it person. just goes in the counter, but it doesn't say anything. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So I thought that was great. I was like, yes, finally. I mean, this is what I've been. I really a chance to fail in a in a case, and uh, nope. <laughs> maybe maybe next time. I know a lot of people really like the first game. I think so far, compared to the other ones, the first is my least favorite, probably. See, I I like the first one better than the second one. You seem to enjoy them all, though. I do. I mean, it's not like I hate the second one and love the first one. I love... Their levels of good. It's like yes. how the older Phoenix Wright games are really better than the newer ones. No, I love the... I, the, the, the two most recent ones are the ones that I like They're the so easy! They're too easy. They're not too easy for me. They're like just the right level of difficulty. They tell you everything you need to know. It's it's like there's no logic leaps you have. To... Here's why they're not as good, Anna. And this is provable. No missile. Missiles in Ghost Trick. Yeah, it's also in the first Phoenix Wright game. Okay. You have to take the dog and, and use him on the, on the seashore during the Edwards case. Okay. You don't remember? Nope. Sorry. You need you you fail your Phoenix Wright license. All right. It's he's an item in your inventory when you have him. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, missile's cool. <laughs> oh, I want a Pomeranian just so I can name it missile. There you go. See, I got support here. <laughs> I've got support here. All right. Well. I think the writing is better on on the third game now, though. Danganronpa, not Danganronpa. Yeah, sorry. Let's get back to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely do. I love the Mono Cubs. By the way, I'm looking forward to uh, to who's gonna get offed in case number two. Speaking of the Mono Cubs, now. Maybe. Maybe. I case number two was was really um, I, I don't want to say heartbreaking. It wasn't that extreme, but it was like I was genuinely um, upset with uh, who gets killed at the, you know, the the murder. Really? Not the one. you Well, you already know the initial the murder. murder oh, the, the initial murder. Yeah. That was like. <gasps> you know, I thought that was really cool, especially that early in the game. But I, there are certain characters I already, you know, you kind of feel for <laughs> yes just when he was getting a redemption arc all right so, so that's always nice i enjoy that okay now you can go you can go and get off track i'm done <laughs> yes no i'm i'm done talking about Rumpa because i feel like if i talk anymore i'm gonna did you really play stuff. that's all you played anna so well in more final fantasy record keeper and more gardenscape and yeah i've been playing a lot on my ipad because it's like it's hard to pick up Rumpa for five minutes and put it back down. It's a game that you have to play in kind of larger stretches, and so it doesn't fit well with my work schedule right now. 
It's so slow. <laughs> I fall asleep daily playing it. Yeah, it's a game not... that you need to commit to fairly large stretches of time to play it because it, you just can't play it in five-minute chunks. Thinking maybe I should crack open a trade Aussie five and play that in five minute chunks. That one seems more conducive to that. Yep. That's why I was questioning about um, Alex saying Chaos Child is slow because right now Tang and Rump as much as much as I like it, oh, it's you know I, I nod off in front of it each time just because it's slow. It is going. slow. Nope, totally. I don't. And that's the problem is it's like I'm playing it at 3.30 in the afternoon and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, no, play Dungaropa. I can't fall asleep. I am glad that I am not the only person that nods off during games. I no, thought that no, I was just Grandpa Simpsoning. No, no, no way. <laughs> Maybe that should be our question of the week. Do you Grandpa you Simpson asleep? during yeah. games? Question of the two weeks, even. Oh, yeah. All right. So who's next? Kelly. I'm entranced by the, the colors oh, of whatever Chris is oh, playing Oh, sorry. We right should now. finish whatever else um, Pascal was playing. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is a, if you're watching the stream, this is a summon fight in Final Fantasy fourteen. So many sparkles and flashes. It's a very, <laughs> and the, it has a wonderful song while you pl play it, too. And Alice should be able to identify it by now. You're not doing very well. No, it it went bad. <laughs> I tend not to watch the stream while uh Well, no, casting. no. If you watch the stream, of course you'd know what it is. I'm saying from the description, you should be able to guess it. Oh, I see you're doing Lakshmi. There you go. Yeah, I did actually call my... uh I called one of my ships an Elite Dangerous uh, Beauty's Wicked Wiles for a while. Is that a, a skill that Lakshmi uses or something? Or No, it's the name of her theme. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. It's a good song. I, that's the thing about this this game. It all the, all the primal fights have like the best music. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. I think all of them. It's great. All right. When I did play, I fell in love with Titan's music. Oh, it just gets better as the fight goes on, too. It's like that's that's Nobuo at his best right there. Yeah. Is that even Nobuo? I'm pretty I, sure it is. Most of that stuff it's... is Soken, I thought, but I yeah, know. I I thought Titan's theme was one of Soken's. I, I could is, be mistaken. Yeah. It's just I know that Nobuo really likes his prog rocks. Oh, did he make that... that stupid Chocobo song? That was someone no, else, right? The, okay. the cr no, the crazy chocobo one. Oh, so you think you can ride this chocobo? Open up the gas no. and let it go. <laughs> what? Hang on, let me just uh, let me just pull up Final um... Fantasy 13's chocobo theme, Anna. It's terrible. It's 13, right? Or what is it from? 13 2. 13 2. It's awful. <laughs> People love it. Look, I, I like my heavy metal, and even that was a little too was hard terrible. for me. It was so bad. Um, and they, just, and they I, have I, so I, many quests in 14 that reference lyrics from that song. Is it worse than um, Blue Dragon's battle music? Yeah. Oh, don't, don't you be dissing Blue Dragon's battle music. Blue Dragon <laughs> is great hair metal. Or what? what, what is it? Uh, well, what I mean, that's the... Yeah, that's it the does sound like hair metal. That that's the lead singer of Deep Purple, so technically it's more prog rock, prog which rock. is okay. yeah. um, which is Noble's thing. 
Uh, Titan's theme is Soken. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, the one that um, Uematsu worked on was uh, Ifrit's one, uh, uh, Primal Judgment, which is because it was in the version one, which is what Uematsu did the soundtrack for. Yeah. Okay, so. gotcha. Soken was also the one who did um, uh, the very Power Man 5000 inspired. Uh, Oh, crap, I can't remember what Fiend's theme's called now. Oh, yeah. You know the one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what I'm talking about, yeah. Uh, could somebody fill me in? <laughs> uh, it's a Fiend of the Warring Triad. Oh, I haven't done those yet. Okay, that's Yeah, it fault. uses a song that's very... Uh, the. Uh, uh, well, actually, I think the musician musician even uh, said that it uh, sounded a little bit too exact. Was um, Fiend's second phase theme sounds very much like uh, When Worlds Collide by Power Man 5000. <laughs> oh, I think the theme's just called Fiend. Oh, okay, yeah. The theme is just called Fiend. Speaking of 14 music, the Heavensward soundtrack just got back in stock in the Square Enix store, which due to weird, stupid crap going on on the iTunes store, is actually the cheaper way to buy the music for 14 Because um, <laughs> they don't let you buy the whole album for some reason. And it would cost way more to buy all the songs individually for Heavensward. And there's still no Stormblood soundtrack, which I think is weird. Nope. I do they, want it. Yeah, they usually include the first patch, patch or two yeah. for that in, so maybe that's yeah, in the why. collection. So yeah, I seem to, yeah, I seem to remember the well, I mean, uh, soundtrack. The That's what they did for the... Heaven's Word, but they had like three soundtracks for A Realm Reborn, like Before Me, no, A Realm Reborn, and then Before the Fall, and... Yeah. No, no, they had two. There was the version, there was Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack, which mm -hmm. is Before Meteor. Yeah. And then there was the main game soundtrack and Before the Fall, which mm -hmm. covers uh, the release version and then all of the music up to Patch 2.55. And then they went straight ahead to Heavens. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. And had two and arranged albums. Sorry? Then they had two arranged albums. Oh, yeah, and then they had the arranged album. And then there's also an Eorzea Orchestra album, which is, like, really expensive on Blu-ray. Yeah, $70 for have, 10 tracks. <laughs> I only have the main soundtrack, like, the main soundtrack ones. So yeah. I didn't get any of the arrange, arranged ones. Well, the arranged ones are available on, on iTunes for a cheap price, so that's how I recommend getting those. Um, yeah, all right. Anyway, what, what what else were you playing, Pascal? I'm sorry. I distracted you, didn't I? Uh, you, you've heard most of it already. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, been, it's been mostly uh, Danganronpa. But, um... I mean, even even with the even if I play like an hour and a half or two hours a day, and and some days I don't get that much, but uh, I still can only clear like a case a week. So yeah, Danganronpa cases are really long. That is a very long game. Yeah, it, it feels it's 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 a slog. It's enjoy enjoyable slog, but kind of. So um, other than that, it's kind of random. I don't know. Um, nothing. Nothing like I really want to like talk a lot about. Um, what what uh, I've been playing a little bit of. I got into South Park. Um, Ooh, how's that? No, good. <laughs> Is it, it like the I first really one, am... basically, or just longer? <laughs> yeah, 
uh, I <laughs> I don't even know if it is longer. I've, I've played like a few hours. Well, I like the, the combat system a lot better this time, which I thought I would. Oh, good. That was that was my least favorite part about the first game. Um, but I I haven't played a ton of it. I've I've played some um, Skyforce Elite. Um, I'm trying to finish up Life is Strange. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that about covers it. But but none of those are really too worthwhile right now to talk a lot about. Um, How you liking it. Life it's is just... Strange? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I do like it. Um, I played about half of it, like the first couple of um, episodes or whatever, some months ago, and then kind of put it away. Now I just want to finish it so I can take it off my hard drive. Um, I like it okay. I think think this is where I talked about it before, but it was a while ago. Okay, yeah. um, Sorry. I didn't know how to play it at first. Like, I was, when I first started it, I was more. Um, I was intent on just kind of getting through it quickly and <laughs> come to find out I, I, I didn't care for it too much that way. So I don't think it's really worth uh, too much playing if unless you're you're going slow and, you know, looking at every object, reading everything and really giving the, uh, like, kind of, I guess it's, you know, world building or whatever a chance to to happen. Because you could just run through and, and and do the objectives that it gives you, but then you miss out on all the ancillary um, story, all the background story, I guess. So, that's fun. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend hates it. Oh. When she when she watches it, she's sick of Chloe. Chloe's so whiny. <laughs> Fair enough. Alrighty. Uh, Kelly, what have you been playing? Oh, I finished up Yee's 8 this week. You did it! Congratulations! Yay! Um, for a second there, I thought I was going to end up platinum trophying it because I was getting a lot of achievements towards then. And then I looked and one of the trophies was finish the game on Nightmare difficulty and it's like, okay, I'm never platinuming this because I don't do super hard difficulties. They're just too stressful. Mm-hmm. for me but ended the game um towards the end you can definitely tell that crappy translation is kind of getting worse like you can tell that they just kind of gave up ran towards out of time. the end yeah ran out of time um how how far are you in the game are you in the game josh did you finish it uh no i've I've been stuck playing summon night six the last week so uh, i haven't made any progress okay so i don't want i don't want to get too into spoilers but there's just some stuff that i had to look up that was like okay it would have made a lot more sense if they would have used this word instead of this word and i can't really talk too much about it because mm-hmm. spoilers okay I mean, when Josh finishes it, we can kind of talk about it more. But I'm surprised yeah, that they... por- sort of discussion's coming up for an RPG. But I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, the game is good. Is good. I don't like it as much as I liked Salsetta, and that's because the story just wasn't as strong because of the um, kind of island thing. It felt like that there really wasn't a whole lot of stakes, if that makes sense. I'm trying to be vague because it's like there is, but there isn't. Okay. I can't really talk about the story too much. Okay. The spoilers, but I mean, the, the game is very enjoyable, and 
I just like self that just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the addition of like the the verticality to Eze really. I, it made it more interesting to play than Celseta for me, but I, you know, I'm stuck in like beginning of chapter five, so I haven't finished it yet. See how yeah. the story pays off. Yeah, um, you've got like a chapter and a half to go. Yeah, and I hope that you're working on your relationships with the other castaways. Uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll probably get the bad ending. Um, uh, maybe. Well, I mean, not bad, just not good. Yeah, not yeah. not I, as good. We'll say suboptimal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll YouTube it. <laughs> well, um, I also missed out on a lot of conversations and side quests because there was a whole area of the island that I kind of missed out on because I didn't realize that you could use the monuments that you find as fast travel points. Oh, you haven't been fast traveling? No, I'd been fast traveling, but I only I thought you could only use the save points as fast traveling. It wasn't until I got the map to like eighty percent that I realized that you could use the uh the green triangles on the map yep. as fast travel points too. Yeah, that so, saves a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I missed out on a whole lot of castaways because of that. And because a lot of their quests are kind of on a time frame, I missed out on their quests. So I didn't quite 100% their uh, stories or anything like that, which kind of annoyed me that I missed out on all of that just because of an oversight. What did you think of the interception missions? I, can, I still haven't decided what I whether I like those or not. Um, are you talking the ones where you have to defend the village or the ones where you have to go clear out monster nests? Well, I mean, they're kind of the same thing, but kind of not. Yeah, yeah, the interception where you're defending the village, and then I think it's suppression where you're going out and attacking enemies. Um, how do I feel about those? It seemed like it was a lot of button mashing. Yeah, me. I couldn't. Well, like, I couldn't decide. They, they tried to set it up like there were stakes. You know, like, oh, you got to come back and save the village and make sure it doesn't get mm -hmm. overrun. But there were a couple of times I just kind of ignored it because I'm like, man, I'm right in the middle of exploring this area, nowhere near a, a warp point, so I'm just going to mm -hmm. keep pushing on. And then when I'd come back, like, ha you know, hours later, the mission would still be there. So I was kind of curious if it was, could you actually fail if you found out if you could actually fail them or not. No, I did the exact same thing. That bird would start squawking. I'd be like, ah, eh, shut up. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, bird. I mean, it, it, I mean, they were a nice little distraction, but I felt like that they were just kind of too much of a distraction. Like, okay, here's a way to get some extra loot and stuff, I guess. And um, Yeah, the game didn't really need it, I didn't think. No. It wasn't bad. It was just, you know, kind of like, uh, do, do we really need this? Not really. See, I, I, and the reason why I asked is because I actually liked the monster nest ones a little bit more because it felt like there was more of a strategy to those where you had to, you know, strategically place your torches and use that to clear out the monster nest and stuff like that. I kind of like those a little bit more. Yeah, those were a little bit better than the just the ones where you just have to fight off wave after wave of enemies. Yeah, and it. It would have been nice if, you know, you would use those raid ones as a way to unlock, like, different areas and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know how many of those interceptions you've done, but some of those get long. Like, you know, they start out with like like two or three waves. And then as the as you level up, like the 80 plus level ones take like five, six or seven waves. And, you know, I'm trying to do these things like right before I go to bed at night. And I'm like, how many waves does this thing have? Yeah, I think I'll just skip those. <laughs> yeah, but I will say those interceptions make great way to level up your skills. Interceptions? Mm-hmm. I get fantasy <clears throat> points for that. Yeah. Oh, different. No, Chris. Okay, sorry. My apologies. Because um, when you do well on them, you pretty much get infinite SP, so you can just spam your skills just to the heavens. And when you get the items that give you extra skill exp and let you reduces the cost you use them you can just sit there and mash the button over and over again and you'll max them out pretty quick and maxing them out is how you spark new ones so yeah just a little pro tip there i forgot are you playing on vita or uh ps4, PS4? okay i well, the one thing about the PS4, like the load times are so short, I can't even read the, uh, it's got these little, you know, descriptions of the different uh, places and characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it loads so quick, I can't even read those on the PS4. You can tell they were made for the long load times of the Vita. Yeah. I just can't imagine what the frame rate is on some of those battles on the Vita. Yeah, I haven't heard from anyone who's playing it on Vita. The I will interception be. battles on on Vita. Really? I think that's one of the PS4 what? exclusive things that they added oh. to the PS4 version. Oh wow! If I if I remember correctly, I think that's one of them. Yeah, I remember there were extras, but I didn't remember what they were. Because I I very nearly bought this game on the Vita, but then I decided at the last minute that I kind of wanted to play it on the big TV. A little bit more, but I might pick up the Vita version like when it goes on sale digitally, just to kind of complete my Yeez collection on that system. No, but you yeah. think maybe not? <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it depends on how cheap it's going to get. Usually, if games like that pop up like less than 10 bucks, I'll just grab them to have them in my library. Plus, if I end up re remarathoning the whole series again in a couple of years. But yeah, I played through that and then an announce or an announcement this week that we're gonna talk about in news later gave me the Shimigami Tensei bug. And I thought, well, I'm not very far in Etrian Odyssey 5. I can kind of put that aside for just a little bit to finish up Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. So I'm playing... Yeah, I'm playing through that right now. I am, like, way over-leveled. And I've got that skill that lets me... lets enemies that are, like, five levels below me ignore me. So I'm hoping to kind of fast-track through the rest of this game. Because, man, that, I don't want to spoil it, but that announcement later has me hyped. And just the, yeah, and just the last thing I've been playing is Stardew Valley, and I finally got my horse in that game, which means 
better run speed so I can actually get around town a heck of a lot quicker. Alright. You got your Stardew fix going. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's been really tempting not to pick up Mario Odyssey because my husband picked up that game yesterday and we kind of sat through it and I watched him play it a little bit. It's like, I, oh my god, that looks I'm so much fun. no one's playing that on the on the cast. I don't have a Switch. What would I play it on? You're not the only person here. Alright. I have a Switch. I'm not playing it just because... I don't know why. The game looks like a good Mario game. I just have no interest in it. He was playing through the New Donk City area last night and yeah. it had that beautiful jazzy Pauline song going. Oh, and the whole thing that you do while that's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, that is really selling me on this, but I've got enough to do right now as it is. <laughs> Playing a uh, handheld or TV mode? Um, he plays in handheld mode. I, I made him put it on TV mode last night just so that I can uh... watch a little bit, but he doesn't even have his switch hooked up to the TV upstairs, and he doesn't because he thinks it's a portable system. I keep giving him crap because of it. And I'm surprised he hasn't said anything in the chat room yet. <laughs> Delay. I'm sure he will. I mean, I, I mostly play my Switch in portable mode, too. But when Xenoblade Chronicles comes out, that's going to be one that I'm going to want to play on the TV just because I'm going to want to see those huge areas on the big screen. Oh, he says that he's not griping because he's too busy playing Mario Odyssey right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so is that it for you, Kelly? Yep, that's pretty so. much it. All righty. And then that brings us to Alice. What have you been up to? Um, I suppose we've been up to a sort of fair mixture of things. Um, so where it was more of a more of as a disclaimer uh i decided to take advantage of that uh sale that blizzard was having on that diablo 3 expand mini expansion so you know i'm a horrible person and contributing to terrible dlc Wait, they had a sale the from a necromancer yeah i don't think it was that's a like... terrible practice well no i mean people were just complaining about the fact that it was it that that pack even existed especially when compared to what path of exile was doing around the same time um, giving out free entire expansions. Yeah. yeah. All I can really say is uh, Corpse Explosion is like the most satisfying ability I've ever used in one of these types of games. Like, ever. <laughs> well, I am so annoyed. I just bought that Necromancer pack last week. I didn't know it went on sale. Yeah. I didn't know it went um, on sale either. I'm very upset. Yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, there's just something so much fun about just wading into a group of enemies and just stabbing the corpse explosion button and everything explodes. There's body parts and blood everywhere. It's it's real fun. Well, the Necromancer was my favorite character in Diablo 2. Limited time only uh, right now. Double treasure golems. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that explains why I've ran into so many of them. Celebration of patch 261. 
I'm still I'm still leveling Necromancer. I'm only like level I don't know thirty or something. Now I only played Necromancer just a little bit. How much does he play like the Diablo two one? I don't know. I never really played Diablo two very much. Okay. I I had a. Ooh, I'm buying the necromancer, and I'm buying the necromancer. Okay. Oh, Chris is buying necromancer. I have blizzard balance apparently, so I'm gonna use some. Why do I have blizzard balance? Well, I'm just glad I, I'm just glad I only missed out on five bucks. I have lately. I buy something, and then a week later, it goes on sale. All right. Well, it's so annoying. Buy? Let's see. You can buy things. You can buy on Blizzard and support the 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 revolution of. Poorly priced everything's Journey to Angoro card packs, Destiny Two, Night. Okay, these are card packs. Oh, Halloween loot boxes. That sounds like an abomination. In well, Overwatch. and also speaking speaking of uh, well, okay, yeah. So the Necromancer is fun. I'm enjoying blowing corpses up. That that's all I can really say. You you've heard the, this cast talk about uh, Diablo three enough times in the past. Um, but speaking of giving Blizzard money, I did buy Destiny Two as well. Ah. Ooh, hey, I pet. thought the first one was I there's thought the first one pet. was alright. Hold on, there's but... a new wild pet. It's a fox. It's a necromancer fox. Look at this thing. It's an Wait, evil fox. What? Shadow the Fox. Not the hedgehogs, Shadow oh, the Fox. Oh the 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 pet for Halloween or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, that was for hurricane relief. Oh yes, it was? Okay. I don't know if it still is. It doesn't. Uh, between yeah, until December thirty first. It is okay. I always um, buy the charity pets. Yeah, no, I mean, so as far as Destiny Two is concerned, I kind of liked the first one, but that's only because I bought in when Taken King came out, or in fact, quite some time after Taken King came out. And I think that's when it seemed to be when a lot of people said, "Oh yeah, that's when Destiny One actually got good," you know. Yes. So, uh, in other words, I'm kind of reading all the criticisms of Destiny 2, and I'm like, well, okay, yeah, so what's probably happened here is, is I've bought the game before the Taken King equivalent has come out. But you know what? I kind of uh, don't mind. I mean, I was kind of not what they the were going for. <laughs> I know, I know, but, I mean, I was playing the game with a friend earlier, and I was like, well, I'm having fun. I'm not regretting this purchase at all. So, yeah. As long as you enjoy it, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I know you're playing they PC, kind of, I assume. I know they kind of want it. Yeah, I'm playing PC. The only reason I waited until now to buy it. Okay. Like, oh man, you know, if they'd actually released it on PC, more people would have been playing it. Shocking. I uh, I thought that Destiny games do pretty well on consoles. Oh yeah, but it's a it's a first person shooter. Why wouldn't you release it on I PC? Know. But then again, this is the same company that released a Doom Killer for the Mac in 1993. So I'm not really surprised. Is it really though? What marathon? The same company. Well, I mean, yeah, all the people was... who mattered have kind of left, and now it's owned by Activision, and things. Hey, I still think they still have a couple of people who were around back when Durandal was. All right, all right, fine. And to be honest, they kind of repeat the old some of the same old story beats anyway. So hey, man, Mac gaming mattered back then. Well, yeah, but did it matter when their nearest competitor was Doom, which no. widely set, you know? No. Uh. Man, imagine if Marathon had come out on PC. 
I mean, you can play it on PC now. There's open, uh, there's like open yeah. ports of it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to emulate it on Mac now. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. System architectures, man, they change. Yeah. Um. But Plus yeah, I, I can't, I, I, I can't really comment on Destiny too, on Destiny too, too much because, um, I haven't, I, you know, I haven't put probably put like as much time into it as other people have had and i would probably rather have like a definitive opinion on it once i'd actually finished like at the very least finish the main story pvp's all right like the gunplay it's all right mm-hmm mm-hmm um am i was there anywhere that i'm not giving blizzard money oh yeah i, I bought the <laughs> I bought the expansion for City Skylines. There you go. Well. Oh yeah, another one. What is this? The seventeenth expansion at this point? It's Paradox. You know, it's basically that thing now. All right. Which one is um, this called? That, City Skylines green, Gardening. What is it? The Green Cities one. Wait, yeah, just in time for fall. Good. And it's mostly about you know eco fit stuff and people driving electric cars. You can give everyone Priuses. <laughs> all right although I, I think the uh i think the best part about it is the the new building assets for the various uh new special like uh district specializations are really good quality so they're, they're updraft tower tower what the heck that's cool um so i've been playing a little bit of that mostly just improving my uh the city that i've been working on for however long it's been now okay I've had, I seriously, I've had this city ever since like the winter expansion came out and I've just been gradually adding to it. It has a population of nearly or close to 200,000. Mm -hmm. So I think I've done all right. Um, and then lastly, not least, I have been continuing to play Elite Dangerous. More Elite Dangerous. Yep. Where I have been going to... Have you, like, finished the, the campaign in that? Does it have a campaign? It doesn't have work? a campaign. Okay, you just play forever. Yeah. Okay. But I went I went out to the Pleiades Nebula and annoyed the Danger Flowers. You saw the... I posted some of the results of that on my Twitter. I better check and that. That was, that was the uh, the Beauty's Wicked Wiles shot, through of, shot full of holes. <laughs> because I, um, I annoyed one of the aliens. I imagine why but he shot me down to about 20% hole I got out alive and then I got ganked because I forgot I was playing an open Oops. Oh. and now I am doing the thing that is the soul destroying rank grind because I want the ship that rests at the end of it I really do it's one of the nicest ships in the game it really is so we have you fighting this big weird alien and then your ship looks a bit damaged. A bit, a yeah. Bit, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that hurt. A couple promoted tweets. And... <laughs> and something about British politics. Oh, that you've gone way <laughs> too far. What's going on? I, did, I, I, know, I, did, I, know, I know I mentioned the thing where I said I was thrown out of the Pilots' Federation, or nearly thrown out of the Pilots' Federation for terrible oh, ship names. And yeah. The ship Slam was called Slam Poetry Recital. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I also had a I had a passenger liner called Ambic Pentameter. Oh, good. 
Really? Yep. I'm saying, look, I'm taking full advantage of that thing that they added a little while ago to to allow people to name their ships, okay? Um, And yeah, the soul-destroying rank grind, it's just... Just doing missions over and over until the little percentage thing ticks up enough. It's not great. It's not even earning me that much money either. In fact, I've actually lost about 40 million. It sounds like you're playing Eve now. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But because one of the easiest ways of getting... um, one of the easiest ways about getting your rank percentages up is to just donate money to the various factions when the donation uh, missions appear. Yeah. I've spent about 40 million credits doing it. Not great. Now, I do have a fair amount of money tied up in ship assets right now that I could probably sell if I needed the money. But... Do you ferry people around at all? Uh, I actually I did do passenger missions a fair bit. That's my was my primary means of making a lot of that money. Uh. Was fitting a ship out with passenger cabins and then just doing lots of passenger missions because they pay a lot. I'm reading a uh, a polygon guide for getting started in Elite Dangerous that they put up in June this year, and mm-hmm. then it's like this is just the beginning. We plan to add more and. Here we are in October. They didn't add it anymore. <laughs> More important things came up. <laughs> like NeoGaft falling into itself. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. All right. So is that all for you, Alice? Yes. Yeah, that's like. pretty much me done. Yeah. And that brings us to... Um, that brings us to Josh. Yeah. You're the last one. I am. Or what you've been up to? <laughs> Last but not least. Been playing. You've just been playing Summer Night Six. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing the review slog thing. <laughs> hey, um, Ammon, did you notice that Josh kind of sounds like Mac? Yeah. That's Where are you weird. from, Josh? Alabama. All right. That, that explains, explains it. it. Yeah. The 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 very slight Southern accent that comes through. Yeah. Ha- like I, I don't have a real can, strong one, but can, people from other places tell me I have a southern hang, accent, hang so I guess I must. Can you tell us that you sell propane? <laughs> no, I can't do a Hank Hill impression. Damn it! <laughs> I can't do the Hank Hill impression like Mac. Get off our show. <laughs> See, if if he's anything like me, his southern accent doesn't come back until he gets around his family when he visits them down south. And then all of a sudden, he's full Hank Hill. Well, the worst part is my father is he grew up in New York and he now has a stronger southern accent than me or my mother. So <laughs> I don't know how that happens. But uh, anyway, all I've been playing this week is Summon Night Six. It's still. Still a strategy RPG. It's still incredibly chatty. <laughs> There's not it's, too it's much. It's still a video top- game. <laughs> I'm still not done with it. Still looking forward to what I can do other than play this game when my life becomes mine again. <laughs> Yeah, there's only so much I can say without like treading over into review territory. There is this one weird thing. I don't think I mentioned the movement last week. Like it's what? a grid-based no. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a grid-based strategy RPG. But instead of just picking the square you want to move your characters to, it actually forces you to have 
control of the character. You have to physically move the character to whichever grid you want him to go to. And then you press the X button and he snaps back to the grid. And it was just kind of strange. And then I get like 20 hours into the game. And then this uh, side game opens up that the best way I know to describe it is like a Diablo light game where it plays itself. So you'll have to like pick three characters. (laughs) Do what? I said progress quest. Yeah. So you have to pick three characters and they all have pluses and minuses and all these different things. And then you put, it puts them on the same maps, just like the regular strategy maps. And then everything else is, everything's done via AI. You just let it go. And then the only thing you have to do is kind of pick like, um, special attack. Each each character will have a special move, either okay. a special attack or it'll heal the entire party. It's weird. It feels like a it, it feels like a mobile game rather than something inside the actual game itself. Like like this should be like companion app to it. But strangely, I keep getting hooked on it. Every single time a new one comes up, I have to go and do it. I, it sounds there, fun to me. I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, it, it's one of those. I, I it has me wondering like was this part of some other game we didn't get is this like a prototype for some game that you know media vision makes tons of games for other companies i wonder if it's like is this a prototype for some other game because if you just had a little bit more control like it would make a really nice you know you can make a nice little game out of it if you could just like even modify what the characters are doing like tell them to go and attack go and open that treasure chest or go and all everyone team up on this one guy but Everything is AI done. So I don't know. It's been it's it's a weird, fun little addition to it. I've I've never seen that before in a strategy RPG. They're usually just pretty, you know, straightforward. But that that's pretty much been it this week. I played like thirty-five hours of Summon Night Six and <laughs> the end still is not in sight. The Aww. end is nigh. No, the end is not nigh. Not. The end is not. I have to admit, I'm not one that usually gets annoyed by talkiness in RPGs, but lately that's starting to become a real pet peeve. And I don't know if anybody else feels that way. The older I get, the more it annoys me. Come on. I'm playing Danganronpa, which is like the most chatty, talky game, so I don't have much... Oh, uh, I'm talking like, like one of the reasons why I stopped playing Tales of Berseria is because like Every five minutes, I have to stop and listen to a conversation. And the conversation doesn't really add anything to the characters or anything like that. It's just talky. And I don't know, am I, am I being an old curmudgeon or what? Oh, I mean, the more talky, the more it's like played through an anime is the way I look at it. So I'm cool with it. I play visual I, novels, so I don't know. I guess I just have more patience. I think you're getting old, Kelly. I think it's okay. confirmed. Go play Sonic again. Yeah. Isn't your Sonic Go See game coming out really soon? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You're going to want plenty that. of talking in that because you want your OC Isn't Bubsy coming out soon, too? Oh, goodness. Yeah, the street day got broken for Sonic, Sonic Forces, so it must be coming out soon. Did you guys see the shade that the Sonic and Bubsy Twitter were throwing at each other? <laughs> I yes! did not. <laughs> That, that was happened. great. It was amazing. 
So the Bubsy Twitter came out with a new trailer with Bubsy slamming the door in the face of a kid that was dressed like Sonic. Oh, boy. And the Sonic Twitter responded with the line from Undertale. It's like, if you keep on carrying on like this, you're going to have a bad time. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I want to see Sonic throw down on Bubsy. I have a feeling the Internet's going to choose Sonic. I would pay money for that fight. And, yeah, and I seriously stick that on pay per view, and you'll yeah. earn bucks. Then you it, and, okay. And, let's make it like wrestling, which means halfway through the match, um, Conker's going to run out and interrupt everything. Also, there's been like some crazy. Or, or, or blinks the time sweeper comes in demanding a title shot. Oh, and this then is Gex, good now. Gex comes. Gex comes out fully voiced by Dana Gould. Nah, Gex is a manager. Don't give me that. <laughs> There's been like this weird thing where like I've been seeing on Twitter people from the Sonic fandom talk about like if sites give the Sonic game less than 9 out of 10, we're going to riot. And it's like, <laughs> what? We want the game to have high scores regardless uh, of its quality. Okay, <laughs> Very I, I'm important. a Sonic fan. I'm a Sonic fan, and I have not seen this. I do know that people have been having just huge fits over people not giving Mario Odyssey nine out or ten out of ten. Yes, I saw the, the meta score. I saw the histrionics over the nine and a half out of ten that Polycon gave it. And then there was this weird thing where, like, someone photoshopped um, a Metacritic page where supposedly um, Jimquisition gave the game a seven out of ten. He has not even reviewed the game. And people went bananas. Nobody checks their sources. No. So, uh, yeah. This, this week was like a weird, What weird are people complaining about? Twitter Odyssey has a 97 on Metacritic. Yeah, the reason it doesn't have a 98 is apparently some nobody gave it a set of an Oh, of and 98 would tie it with like Zelda or something stupid? Right. It would make it the top rated. Why do people care? I, Why is this important, Anna? It isn't, Chris. You know the answer to that. And they wanted that. Polygon to give it a 9.6? No, they didn't give it a 10 out of 10, Chris. They gave it a 9.5 out of 10. So? Hashtag boycott Polygon. So what about Level Up or Hobby Consolas or Game Informer or AUS Gamers or The Games Machine or WCC Fetch or Maristation or XGN or EveryEye.it or IGN yeah, Spain them. or Vandala? IGN <laughs> gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Hashtag boycott no, IGN. No, IGN Spain gave yeah, it who a cares 97. About them? Hashtag boycott IGN. <laughs> Polygon, 95. Steve Steviver, 95. Like, look, all these other things. How about Glixel, which gave it an 80? How about complain about Playzine, which gave it a 75? Boycott them, too. Wow. Check this Boycott out. Polygon. Check out this Playzine one. Though a really neat game, Super Mario Odyssey is an utterly underwhelming adventure for every long-term Super Mario fan in existence. Unless, creepy brand- unless Cappy brainwashed you, in that case, you are a satisfied zombie customer now. No, seriously. Only a zombie would find a healthy challenge in this pleasant but disappointingly super easy Mario walk in the park. Sorry, Odyssey. <laughs> wow. Yeah, by the way, that's... this game is ga- this game is easy because there's no game overs. Oh. And yeah. Still uh, 75 there's no that. lives and there's no <laughs> game overs. Well, I mean, like, yeah, the you lives were a, when you die. The lines were a scam to begin with. They haven't meant anything for a long time. Yeah. 
I can't read this. This thing's in Polish. How did we get a... Did somebody actually translate it? All right, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, gri griping about reviews is nothing new. Uh... Yeah. Remember how much hate mail and hate that we got when we gave Fallout 4 out of 7 out of 10? How dare we? Yeah. That game wasn't that good. Three and a half out of five. Yeah. Hey, I remember the I remember the hate thread that uh, was generated when Jooms uh, re-reviewed Chrono uh, Chrono Tr Cross. Uh oh. I gave Chrono uh, Trigger a three and a half out of five, and I got an unbelievable amount of hate mail. As long as you then gave Chrono Cross a three out of five, I'm okay with that. We no, I can't remember if I reviewed it. I have to go look. <laughs> you we would have given it gave a four Wind five. Waker a four and a half out of five, either a four or four and a half out of five. Yeah. Unbelievable amount of hate yeah, mail. Because that's I, uh, you were wrong. That's why. <laughs> the only time I the only time I got hate mail was that time I wrote an April Fool's article about Super Robot Wars game getting localized several years ago. <laughs> Oh man, people must have been well, so See, the funny, the funny thing is, that one turned out to be eerily prescient. <laughs> Did it end up getting localized? Well, no, there was another. There was Super, if you remember, Super Robot Wars V on PS4 did get local. Well, oh. it got translated. It didn't right, get Southeast localized. Right, Southeast Asia uh, localization. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this was before the era of um, Southeast Asia like English releases for traditionally right. Japanese only games. Right. Following on Namco okay, Bandai's look. recent announcement regarding Tales of Graces F, Namco Bandai has revealed they have recently resolved the licensing deadlock, preventing games in the Super Robot Wars series from releasing outside Japan. <laughs> Super Robot oh, Wars you, Z you? Plus is an enhanced PS3 remake of Super Robot Wars Z and Super Robot Wars Z Special Disc, both originally released on the PS2 in Japan in 08 and 09. Features added to this version include a more comprehensive encyclopedia for mecha fans to browse through and the 2D battle sprites being reworked into HD. Oh yeah, this was never going to happen. Namco have said that the localization staff who previously localized Koei's Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 are working on the long and complex script and are in talks with O3 Entertainment and other companies to provide a full English voice track. <laughs> the release date of the release date of January 3rd, 2012, has been given for both Japan and the U.S., with Europe following along, quote, soon after, unquote. Like, as though the 2012 wasn't a good clue. I like the news source as well. <laughs> that Tarada guy. Whoever that is. Wait, what? Was it seriously that Tarada guy? That's what it says. <laughs> Which is... Tarada is the infamous uh, producer of the entire series. Okay. Uh, he is known as being like he can be quite um, trolley at times. So what's uh, what's I don't understand the significance of the localization of Dynasty Warriors Gundam Two. Is it like really bad? Sorry. You mentioned you bring up the localization staff of Dynasty Warriors Gundam Two here. Was that a oh yeah? It wasn't game? great. The okay. one in <laughs> Dynasty Warriors Gundam Three was better. Okay. <laughs> Like, the voice acting was uh, kind of bad. Like, you know, we're talking early Dynasty Warriors games bad here. Yeah, all right. Good. Because I don't think they got a number of the people who did the dub voices in the original series back. Because, you know, they tend to... They, a lot of those people have gone on to much bigger and other things. So, I wonder, just because I'm chaotic neutral here... How much hate mail you guys would get next April Fool's Day if you like talked about a Mother Three localization? So we tend to avoid 
really, really controversial things. We try to stick to things that are like obviously fake or like we put in a lot of details that make it sound super ridiculous. So, but I mean, we do get people that legitimately believe our April Fool's story. So like at one point, I think we announced Final Fantasy VII for the Game Boy Advance. (laughs) And like, we still get mail about that. All right. Oh my God. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's move on here. Um, we're done with everything, right? Everyone's talk gone through what they played. All right. Let's, let's do the news. Beep, 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 beep. First up, Bandai Namco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. Oops. All right. This is a real story. Bandai Namco has announced Full Metal Panic Fight, Who Dares Win, which is a new SR, uh, strategy RPG based on the Full Metal Panic light novel and anime series. I've not read or seen any of this series, so I don't know if this is good anime or not. Uh, it's really popular. It's been around for forever. I know that. Yeah, I've seen bits yeah. and pieces of it. So it's I, a good series. It has gun, it has mechs, right? So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This is basically tying in with the fact that there's a new anime series, which is either the fourth or third, depending on. Okay. Yeah. How, how, how many? Cool how, you think how, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> anime <laughs> and manga. Yeah, I get that. Um, the game's being developed by Super Warbird Wars developer BB Studio. And it's going to be on PS4 in Japan in 2018. No news about a Western release. So we're really just getting your hope up to disappoint you. So I hope you enjoy that. Relevant. <laughs> the trailer's actually narrated in English. Say what? Oh, the trailer's in English. Okay. The voiceover is in English, yeah. Weird. And the combat kind of reminded me of... It almost kind of looked like Sakura Wars. Oh, the it's all chibi. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's strange looking. I'm just I I saw the trailer for this and I'm just like, you know what? I can see what you're going for, but I'm going to wait. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. All right. Well, there that that's that thing. Um, because I mean, chances are, I mean, there's at least a relatively decent chance it'll have Full Metal Panic in it anyway. <laughs> well, here's here's a good thing. the The group that you join is called Mithril, so I do yep. like that. Um, yeah, their enemies are called Amalgam. Oh, of course. <laughs> hey, was anybody waiting for that Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer thing? Uh, nope. I'm still nope. waiting for it to come out on PC. Nope. You're still waiting for 15 to be on PC, Ellis. All right, I'm cool. still waiting for it to be out on iPad. Well, guess what? Um, Final Fantasy 15 Comrades has been delayed. So they say slightly. So it was going to be October 31st. Now it's going to be early November. So that's not too long but it means uh, no extra life playthroughs of final fantasy 15 maybe unless it comes out like the week of extra life um well no wait that would be the 31st would be that week so yeah no no extra life multiplayer in final fantasy 15 so sorry we don't really understand what this is going to be well i mean we know details but is it going to be good max storm says it was pretty sad in the beta no one play- else played the beta did they Mm-mm. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, 15. I've got so many other games to play that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even finished the Prompto DLC yet. Maybe I'll play some Extra and... Life 15. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Yeah, wait. Let's do a check-in. Where's everybody on 15? Alice, have you finished 15? Uh, nope. All right. Anna Marie, you haven't even started. Nope. Josh, have you finished 15? Yeah, I liked it. All right, good for you. Pascal, did you finish 15? 
Yes, thankfully. Alex? Yeah, well, I finished it before I fixed chapter 12, whatever it was. All right, so we got three and three. I didn't. And Kelly, how about you? It was my game of the year last year. All right, so you finished it. So we're four to three. The majority of the RPG cast this week has finished Final Fantasy Fifteen, And has anyone played all the DLC? No. No. I've played none of the DLC. Pascal? No. No, okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, that DLC, what a good strategy, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, at the time, when I was in love with the game, it seemed like a good idea, but it's kind of come out at a crawl, and... You know, if they would have released it like maybe a mo- like one month recurring after yeah. the game came out, oh, then, but then I you would have then everyone would have accused them on sitting on DLC and making you pay for it instead of just having it be part of the game. I mean, Chris, so you can't win. Remember, <laughs> Chris, here's the problem. Yeah, we are not typical gamers. Okay, we push to play new things every week to talk about them right. on the podcast. Okay, we as Gen- like people on the podcast consume a ridiculous amount of games in a year. We are not in any way an average gamer. Oh, okay. I mean, I. So talk- you're saying normal people buy like one or two games a year, or two or three, or something. I, I or, would say uh, when it comes to big games like this, right? Okay. I mean, the I talk to people and they're like, "How many games do you play a year?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know, somewhere between thirty and 50. And they <laughs> kind of just look at me like I have grown a second head. Well. And I, I've been, you have grown a second head. It's kind of behind your head. It's hard to see. And that's why you can't sleep on your back. I'm sorry. Oh, now you tell me. Happy Halloween. (laughs) But yeah, like I talk to people and they seriously think I am demented at the pace that I play games. Mm Mm-hmm. They are like, I don't understand. Well, Anna, I want you to games. know that even people on this podcast think that about the place that you get play games. Okay. Like everyone, PS Nation, I talked to those folks at E3. They're like, yeah, I'm jealous of how fast she gets through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, okay. But think about how many games each of us play a year. I know, even I know, I know. if you play, I mean, even you play 30-ish games a year. No. You don't finish them. No. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, right. But I mean, you play, I mean, I would say on average, you play a game, a new game every two weeks. Yeah. And that's crazy. Good point. Very few people have that breakneck pace. Right. So the idea of a game coming out with new DLC every month for six months, someone who only ba- buys five games a year, that's a perfect pace for them. Remember, mm. people have lives and kids and jobs and things that they have to do. Some people only get... Let's see, I pulled up my... What Sorry. Kelly? And we're sad and lonely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just... No, I, just I, I pulled up my spreadsheet of games that I've played this year and... I've played 29. I've finished 27. The fact that you have a spreadsheet, though, already, <laughs> I think that's the point well, that Anne-Marie is making. I, uh, well, yeah. this was because last year when I did the Game of the Year podcast and was voting for Game of the Year for the site, like my memories just completely ran dry. Like I went full memento. I had no clue what I played. So I figured I needed to write it down so that I could be a little bit more accurate. But this list is also a little bit inflated because I played through the entire Yee series. 
throughout the course of the year. That was that's like nine games. I played the entire Shante series, which was very short, four games. Um, but like the longest games I played this year were Persona Five and Breath of the Wild, and then like Stardew Valley, I'm playing through twice. So. But you still managed to finish two massive games in a year. Yeah, that's true. Hey, hey everybody. Let's just stop playing the podcast and go play Persona 5 again. <laughs> I'd be down for that. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> but I mean, I've played 40 games this year and I finished 30 of them. And I don't even want to count the amount of hours. Most of them were a lot. All right. So 15 Comrades is delayed. And the the DLC is just really making good inroads with the RP Gamer staff. No, not at all. All right. <laughs> now for the announcement that ruined uh, Kelly's week because now she has to play all this other stuff she wasn't planning on playing. Shin Megami Tensei Five has been officially announced. The latest mainline title in the series, Yay. previously teased during the Switch presentation. That's right. That thing you guys thought was going to be a spinoff is now actually going to be the next mainline SMT title. It is going to be set in modern-day Tokyo, and they had an interview that said the goal of the game is to examine the characteristics of the present day and the keywords Shekinah Glory or Miracle of God will play an important role. I don't know how to make that statement actually make sense, but that's what came out of the interview. So, yeah, and there's a trailer on the site that you can go check out, and Atlas is involved. Uh, it's Unreal Engine. It's on the Switch. Go ahead. Now, I have a question for you, Chris. Why isn't this on Vita? This should be on Vita. Because <laughs> Vita is a dead platform, and no one wants to admit it who's a fan of the Vita. Because the Vita doesn't have the same power that a Switch does. Also, the Vita is <clears throat> arse when it comes to um, supporting Unreal. Okay, let's get into the real meaning, because Nintendo probably is doing co-marketing or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why it's not on You know, I, I still haven't played Shimagami Tensei 4, so... Um, so, it's really hard... Fair warning. If you want to play a slightly easier game, go straight to Apocalypse. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, 4 was okay. I didn't hate it nor like it. It was just kind of meh. And I'm one of the few people that could not, did not stand Nocturne. I thought that Nocturne I was a... I hated Nocturne. I thought you liked Nocturne. Thank you. No, well, I hate Nocturne. Thank you. I Hate is Nocturne. Manny the one who likes Nocturne? Manny loves Nocturne. Okay. I hate See, I need Nocturne. to play these games just to understand which ones I like and don't like. Yeah, Nocturne was a turd. Oh, wait, no. That's right. I want all my SMT games to be high school sim slash dungeon crawlers. And that's I've what actually, the series is for. I actually have remembered the reason why I didn't play Shin Megami Tensei 4. What's that? Because it's 3DS? It's on 3DS. Oh, good point. You'd have to play it in Japanese. Which I may be willing to do, but not today. I have a feeling or that possibly SMT any time this year. Don't you think an S would an SMT game have a more difficult script to read if you're not a native speaker? It's all kanji. Yeah, oh, wow. I, yeah, as far as I as far as I can as far as my kind of general impression of ge like games like that in general, Shin Megami Tensei and Persona as well have really complicated Japanese scripts. Yeah, that's not surprising. Like, potentially even more so, like, even more wall of text even And there's just got to be so many cultural references and, and religious references and stuff that would just be really hard to translate yeah, like or the, understand. I, I kind of feel that both Persona 4 and Persona 5 would be 
borderline incomprehensible. Okay. And to be perfectly honest, guys, like the secret best Shin Megami Tensei game is Strange Journey. Because that has it's more the classic. Remake. Yeah. And that has more the classic dungeon Anna, crawling. You didn't even from play Strange Journey. I wanted to. Yes, I, I did. always wanted to. No, no, Kelly did. I Anna did. She's like, she's so excited. It's getting a remake. You yeah, because here, like <laughs> here's the dilemma that I had is Strange Journey came out where I wasn't really in a position to buy a lot of games. Oh, all right. And so I and sh- I missed it completely. I've I tell always you what, been sad about let it. Me, let me give you my, my thoughts on Strange Journey. The music doesn't sound awesome and jazzy like Persona, so I don't care. Okay. <laughs> that is the sole reason I haven't picked up that game, and I feel so stupid. Your objection has but been it's mocked just, It's just such a plodding orchestral store, score. It's like, vom, 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 And it's like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is not the right environment. Where's my I mean, cat bus? To, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, did you get very far? No, no, no. I, just, I was turned off by the, the trailers and stuff. Okay. Yeah, he never played it at all. He didn't even buy it. I just didn't. I didn't. I said, this is, we're going to a frozen land with very slow trudging music, and it's a very traditional dungeon crawl, and it sounds really hard. I'm going to pass on this. Uh, what did I do wrong? You, you missed out. You missed okay. out on the greatest Shin Megami Tensei game <laughs> ever made. It's what you did. You know what I'm going to do? Just to spite both of you, I'm going to go play Nocturne and love it. Do we have a copy of that, Anna? Um, not unless you bought it, because no, I sold I didn't. mine. Okay. All right. I think it's on it goes... PSN. Yeah, but it's only on PS3. Well, I can dig out the PS3. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you want to set up the PS3, maybe, maybe you should play it. Maybe. And bear, bear in mind, my salt for Nocturne is also, I bought it when it was still kind of rare and 80 bucks. And then, of course, like a year after I eBayed it, they did a soft reprint as Atlas is wont to do. And I just was mad that I paid 80 bucks for a game that I ended up hating. Hey, I just want to let you know, this one was not my fault. I did not buy it on a used game store and make it come out with a remake or anything. By the way, uh, Mudo and Hama shows up in the first world dungeon. Oh, good. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> uh, all right, SMT5. Go There's watch the trailer. See if game. you're into it. Um, they show some people walking down a hallway and then a lot of dead bodies, and then there's a fight, and like somebody awakens their power or something. So they, basically, we know nothing. <laughs> Except, Except everybody nice. got really excited. Everybody that I know that has been to Japan got really excited because apparently that's like a place that you go to every time you go to Which Japan. One? Which that one? That hallway. The hallway? Yes. I that's th- that's like the hallway oh. where they met for no, that's, the, that's that's a subway that's the yeah. station right yeah that's the hallway where the phantom thieves meet N- this is not that hallway mm-hmm. oh well okay i did not i don't remember that hallway so maybe in 09 for whatever reason i didn't go to that hallway okay I, i'll have to go check all my photos yeah like dale and adam and all my friends were like i've been there i've been in that hallway in fact dale like ran there and took a picture of it it's like hey guys i'm in the smt5 hallway <laughs> He's there right now. Um, oh, yeah, look at this. And Dale North is the guy that did our music, just so you guys knew who yes. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've certainly been in that station, that green NR line. I Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, we have a date for Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory. That's the sequel to Cyber Sleuth. Um, it is going to be available in North America and Europe on January 19th, 2018. Physically and digitally for PS4 and digital only for Vita. So here's your Vita game, uh, Kelly. 
They released it. Yay. Yeah. It, it came out with a trailer and some pictures. You can see that on the site. And um, blah, 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 blah. You're going to do detective stuff again. So whatever. So who's going to play this? I probably will. I figured you would, Alice. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you like the first yeah, one. Yeah, I probably will. Oh, and Alex. All right. Might even get it on yeah. PS4 this time. I got the last one on Vita. All right. I got it on PS3 or PS4 or whatever it was. Um, I never finished it, and Anna said she was going to play it and never got into it. Oops. I remember I was doing something to try and level up all my things, but then I fell yeah, asleep while Platinum playing Poos. it. Yeah, with Platinum See, that was a game where I was falling asleep whenever I was playing it, was Digimon Cyber Story. I think we had quite a few people on staff who played it. Yeah. I did finish it. I I actually rolled credits on my way back from Japan last year. Is it worth year. finishing, or is it just fun to play while you enjoy it? Uh, I enjoyed it. No, I... And... I'm just saying, uh, like, definitely. is the story worth finishing out, or is this like, if I had fun, just call it good and move on? Um, well, to me it was, but okay. Eh. Cool beans. It's got cool music. Yeah, it does have good music. Yeah, maybe I'll finish. The same composer, Stanga Mumper. I keep thinking, that I, I'm starting to agree with Anna. I should have bought this game on the Vita. <laughs> Grindy little monster collecting games, I think, are better portable. Is what I've learned. Is it cross save? I don't remember. Because we have it on the Vita now. I believe we? it is. All right, good. I'll transfer my save and see what I can do. Assuming Anna ever stops playing the Vita this year, which not this year, but this next year. This is the year of the Vita. It's like our instead of the year of Luigi in this house, we have the year of the Vita, which kind of is appropriate because the Vita kind of occupies that Luigi position to the Switch's Mario position. So it's very appropriate. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> hmm. It's a good little system. It's a shame that it didn't catch on, but well, I'm it's glad it's time this... for a new one, and they are not interested in doing another portal. Uh, portable, obviously. So that's the big issue. So yeah. can you blame them? Nintendo <clears throat> kicks the crap, then. Well, yes, and I think it's also Sony's fault that they didn't have success. Well, the the problem is that. They try to market the Vita here to the hardcore gamers, the Call of Duty crowd, and they don't care. But for people like us that love JRPGs and visual novels, it's the best system ever. Yeah. But that's not what who they try to sell it to in the yeah. United States. Yeah. Uh, let's, you know, let's save that for like a backtrack to complain about the okay. Vita. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zway. Vita backtrack. What is Zway? Uh, Zway, the Ilvard Insurrection, is a game from the the Falcom. The Tears in the Sky, Trails in the Sky. Who is it? What's it called? Falcom. Yeah. Yeah. Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Zway. Um, Tits. Hey. <laughs> Zway, the Invar Ilvard Insurrection, will be out on PC on October thirty first. So that's here, right? Is this a global release, or is this just finally yeah. the U.S. release, or what is this? Uh, October cool. 31st? Okay, so on the 31st, Halloween, 30 bucks on Steam, GOG, and Humble, and there'll be a 10% discount till November 7th. We've got a trailer up that you can watch, a new trailer, and it's an action RPG, and why should people care about this? Because it's made just... by Falcom, and people care about Falcom But it's not games. like a Trails <laughs> game. Correct. It's my, a non-Trails uh... Falcom game. Oh, so that's why we should My dinner's arrived. <gasps> well, thank you, Alice. Godspeed okay. with your dinner. Enjoy. I will see you guys next week. Probably. Nope. Probably two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Because of Extra right, Life stuff. Weeks. Yeah. We're not doing Oh, that. yeah. Extra Life. Well, it's I might be able to hang out with you guys on Extra Life. So. That would be cool. Yeah. 
Uh, we, right. we, we, I don't know if how we're not going to do like a Skype call. So. Oh, okay. Or I don't think maybe other people will. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you can hang out with everybody but me on a Skype or Discord call. We could try All out right. that RP Gamer Discord, Anna. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right. are you guys doing? Are you guys setting up an RP Gamer Discord? Yes. All right. Yes, don't forget are. to invite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So, Zway, what's what's new or different about this one, or does this just look like another Ease game? This was the last uh, game that Falcom actually made for PC. Okay. After this, they, uh, as I recall, like their uh, distributor in Japan, like went out of business, so they couldn't distribute PC games anymore, and they had to completely swap over to PSP development. So this one has kind of been like, oh, this is an old game. Yeah, 2008, oh, I believe, boy. is when it was developed. All right. And, and so in the intervening seven years, they didn't figure out how to publish on Steam? Steam <laughs> is not a thing in Japan. It is. It, it could very be. Very new. Okay. Very, very new. All right. So this one kind of has like a... Almost oh, my like goodness. A There's a vampire. Aesthetic. Yeah. Kind of Halloween tones. There is a vampire in it. Yeah. So is this like a beloved game? Is people been really jonesing for this one to come out, or is it just like, hey, well, we've got I, this I one? I know a lot of Falcom fans have been looking forward to it because it's been okay. one that you can't you have little, unless you're you importing, you can't play it. You around. <laughs> I don't know what's going it on. Lo- it looks like a cute little game, that's for sure. Uh, Anna was gonna wish this was on Vita. Aren't you, Anna? No. No. It should be fun, so long as you don't go in expecting, like, Ease 8. This is, you know, 10 years ago, almost. Okay. But they make fun little action RPGs. Okay. God Wars is getting an expansion. I remember this is a game that I ask what this is every time. So I'm just going to shut up, and I'm just going to say this is the one with all the animal characters and there's a strategy rpg and i don't know what's happening what's going on that's the that's the eastern uh the eastern theme strategy rpg yeah the one with the strong strong hints of shintoism in it. yeah yeah historical and shintoism play a yeah, strong we, role in it we talk about this at length every time <laughs> well, then I'll shut up. Um, they've got some DLC coming out. Uh, it's a 50-stage dungeon known as the Labyrinth of Hades. It's got a high-level challenge available after the main story. Or it is a high-level challenge after the main story. You get new weapons, new armor, increase the level cap to 199, and add some playable characters, Momotaro, Inu, Kiji, and Saru. Uh, it is confirmed for Japan currently. Expected release of winter. No price confirmed. No confirmation of coming west. So this is just, again, to tease you and let you know this is in the works. Hopefully one day we'll get here. Um, and speaking of Japanese announcements, uh, Kadokawa Games, same people who made the last one, they put a new entry in the tank-based game uh, series called Metal Max. Metal Max Xeno is being developed for PS4, PS Vita, Japanese release for spring 2018. Um, wow. It's being developed, um, being developed, actually, we got a little typo, by Kadokawa Games, Cattle Call, and 24 Frame. So here's a Vita game, guys. Yeah, yeah. 
Japan's still doing Vita. Uh, like other games in the series, which have never been released in English except for the PS2 spin-off Metal Saga, Metal Max Xeno is a vehicle-based post-apocalyptic RPG. So what is this, like Mad Max, the RPG? Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like Japan's take on Mad Max. Oh, it's got like cyber stuff going on. Hold on. This is... Yeah, you sort of create your own tank. I know we've got reviews of quite a few of them because Gaijin's a fan of the series. We have no idea if this is coming out here, though, right? Nope. Okay. No idea. All right, cool. Well, there you go. Um, something I'm pretty sure will come out here, Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Oh, yeah, because this is the Western release date announcement. Uh, it's coming out on <laughs> PS- PS4, Xbox One, and PC on February 23rd, 2018. Uh, if you pre-order, you get a silver assault gun and classic Kirito and Asuna costumes, whatever that means. <laughs> and I'm it, guessing listen, those are characters. It's the latest Sword Art Online game. If you're into that, you're going to want this. If you're tired of them, you might not. And just wait for the reviews. I don't know. How do these things play? They're just action games, right? Action RPGs, kind of? Yeah, basically. Sniping. The, this one's in like well, this, the, this, the gun MMO. Yeah, the- yeah. This one's yeah. This one's got guns, and it's a completely new developer. Because so in that, in that right. anime series, they have multiple MMOs that they end up in, right? So this is yeah. in the gun one. <laughs> right. Yep. And Max, it looks like at least you fight them. So there you go. Whatever. Um, Anna, tell me about Harvest Moonlight of Hope. Um, it's coming to PC November fourteenth. Hey, you've been sitting on that for a long time. Not a long time. Oh, somewhat. Okay. Right. Fine. Um, it's, it's coming uh, to PC on November 14th, and you're still putting it out for PS4 and Switch, right? Yep. When? Uh, early next year. Early next year. Okay. So this game opens like an ease game because you're looking, you're on a ship looking for a fresh start, and you're hit by a storm, and you end up drifting into a harbor town. Yeah, um, you get shipwrecked. You don't, uh, you don't lose your memory, but uh, no. you do have to, you know, build a farm. You can go pre-order it on Steam now if you want, or nope. go no wish list it. You can wish list it. Okay, why can't you pre-order it? Because prayers are a pain in the ass to set up on Steam. Oh, they are. I didn't know that. Yeah. That explains a lot. I was wondering why most games, di- why many games didn't do them. Okay. Moon. It's a pain in the. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moon Hunters <laughs> is coming to the Switch. Uh, if you remember, this one came out on PC a while back. It's also on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, this is a co- cooperative personality test RPG. I like that description. That's a good description. Where each player playthrough is unique based off the choices you make in like each village you come to and stuff. So um, it'll also come with the Eternal Echoes DLC. And uh, so there are six characters. You go through your journey. It'll be kind of different every time based on your character and your choices and all that. It'll be 15 bucks on Switch. So if you've been waiting for that, now you know that's coming. Um, We have Yakuza Kiwami 2 is getting... Wait, actually, I should ask. Who here has played Moon Hunters? Does anyone care about Moon Hunters? Um, we got a bunch of coverage of it on the site because we did like an hour to impress. Well, I meant like on the, on the cast right now. Did anyone oh, play Moon sorry. Hunters? I've been curious about it, and now that it's on Switch, I might pick it up, but so much other stuff to play right now. Okay. Josh, you're into Moon Hunters, right? It looks cool, but I hadn't had a chance to yet. All right. Pascal, this is your game. I think I might be the only one on here without a Switch right now. Okay. Well, it's on other platforms. Oh, well, I'm just wondering if you no. played it at all. <laughs> Alex, no. have you touched this thing? No, okay. All right, well, forget it. I've touched it a little bit, but it's not my kind of game. So, Yeah, you played it at PAX, and you kind of came away from that appointment going, yep, I am never going to play this game. 
No, I played it on, on my PC here a little bit. Oh, okay. Said, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm actually kind of surprised that you played it at home because you were really convinced coming of that out of that out of that a PAX appointment that. Uh, honestly, had... I couldn't remember the PAX okay. appointment. That's why. So I was just like, "What is this thing? I got to try this." And then I'm like, "Oh, uh, mm, eh, mm. <laughs> all right." Uh, here's a game I know I will be interested in: Yakuza Kiwami Two. Um, so this is the remake of Yakuza 2. They've got some new details about what they're doing with this thing. So if you're a Yakuza fan, buckle in. So there's um, Nightlife Island is coming to Yakuza Kiwami 2. It originally appeared in Yakuza 0, and it's coming back in Kiwami 2. Um, and that's where you uh, attempt to win the Cabaret Club Grand Prix. And uh, the, so that's... Uh, oh, if you remember, Anna, this is in Yakuza 0 where they were running the Cabaret Club, and we kept saying we could manage that club better than they do. Yeah. So we can do that in this game. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. And Yuki comes back from Yakuza 0. Yay! And so, all right, cool. So, um, and then there's also going to be the clan creator. So this is a feature from Yakuza 6 where two groups fight against each other. In Kiwami 2, this is going to take place at Majima Construction, which is owned by Majima, and has become <laughs> a more defensive real-time strategy minigame as rival forces attempt to encroach on Majima Construction. Interesting. You, you can select nine workers for missions and also spend money upgrading the construction site's defenses. So it's like a tower defense thing. <laughs> this sounds amazing. I know. All right. So that's, uh, there we go. In P in Japan, this game's coming out December 7th. We don't know when it's coming out here, but let's, let's, oh, and there's an extra Majima story being added to Kiwami 2. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Kiwami is love. Who's excited for Kiwami 2? Majima. Very, very much Josh. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> oh, let's see. So what is this one? Japanese developer Experience Incorporated. They, oh, they make all the first-person dungeon crawlers on Vita, right? So their Xbox One exclusive title, Yomi Wo Sakuhana. It's been pushed back to spring of 2019. Um, oh, and this is not a dungeon crawler from this company. Wow. What? Yeah. No, it's a dungeon crawler. Oh, it is? Oh. Initially <laughs> well, announced. Well, oh, it was initially announced as not a dungeon crawler. <laughs> now it is going to be a dungeon crawler. <laughs> So in other words, they kept the title and basically scrapped the entire game is what it sounds like. Because <laughs> they like, haven't like got very far in the game, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no no uh, news about localization. But in 2016, when they first announced the thing, um, they were planning for it to come to the West. So there you go. All righty. <laughs> we have another video up of Kingdom Come Deliverance. Has anyone been following this game at all? No. But I've just been occasionally watching the videos because they're quite interesting. Is this the one where they strap the guy into the armor? Yes. Okay. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is actually. Yep. And it has all the layers of armor and it all matters and different armor is good against different weapons. All it's right. super realistic and really hard and set in like a real like bohemia. It's like an actual thing. Uh, the setting is very realistic and very historical, and if you know the story, like that's gonna actually be what happens with lots of new details and stuff. I have no idea if it's gonna be good. I have seen this thing demoed a bazillion times. It looks extremely intense. I don't know if it's gonna be for me, but um, if you're into super hyper realistic, old, um, you know, 15th century setting type thing, uh, this this is this is your game. Uh, I'm sure there'll be mods that make it this 15th century for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably will be, yeah. All right, Nippon Ichi has shown off some 
details for their game um, called Anada no Shikihime Kyodotan, which is... This is the girls' princess game? Yes. So they've okay. shown off some of the princesses, or the, the four princesses from the game. Um, it's still, it's an action RPG. It's still Japan only at this point, but if you're into... I'm sure it's coming out here. It's uh, just a matter of when. Yeah. Japan on, it's going to be in Japan on January 25th on the PS4, the Vita, and the Switch. No announcement for a Western release. I'm sure that'll come after the game's out there. And if you want to go check out the media to see what this thing looks like and get excited for a new NIS game, go for that. Who? And then finally, or is it finally? I don't know. Yep. Thereabouts. Finally. We have news about a new mobile game from Square Enix. So as you get excited for your next exactly $20, one person is excited and that's me for your next twenty dollar ninety nine cent uh, <laughs> mobile game since that seems to be what they like to charge for these things Final Fantasy Dimensions Two is coming to iOS actually last time it was out as a chapter based game so maybe it'll only be five bucks to start or free to start who knows um, hopefully Final, free to start it's coming Wednesday November eleventh so it's going to be out here in just a few days on iOS and Android. And it is Final Fantasy Dimensions 2. I have no idea how connected it is to the first one or if it's just not connected at all. But, hey, it's another chance for a JRPG from Square Enix on the mobile. Well, we'll, we'll be trying it out and telling you if it's any good. So, yeah, stay tuned on that one. Stay tuned in two weeks. Yep. And then Fire Emblem... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Now, I never finished Dimensions 1, mainly because I'm just not a sit-down-and-play-a-mobile-game kind of person. So, I don't know. I really wanted to get into it, but I just never had the time. I played the first couple chapters and found that it didn't grab me, which is fine. Some mobile games do and some mobile games don't. I'm, you know, 887 levels into Gardenscape and (laughs) that game grabs me. I'm, you know, 8 million hours into Record Keeper. That game grabbed me, but... You know, I'm looking at my Final Fantasy folder where, you know, Exvius and Mobius are sitting there and I haven't touched them in, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the, I don't know. That's the way it works with games. I, I have weird feelings mobile about not. mobile gaming right now. I just, I can't get into anything big on mobile gaming and yet everything that isn't like a big, real, well-produced game, I don't feel is worth my time on mobile gaming. So then I just give up and play Record Keeper. (laughs) I don't know what... Which is both big and time-wasting. I don't understand myself anymore, basically. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors, we have a review up from Alex. Just so you know, that's on the site now. You can go Go read read it. Three three and a half out of five. But it's a good three and a half out of five. So I'm going to start us off on feedback, Anna. The first question is for you from the chat room. And they want to know if Light of Hope on PC will have controller support. Yep. Okay. Full controller support. Sweet. Um, and Anna, can you do a couple of the feedbacks? Yep. All right. All right. So our kind of question of the week this week was an open Q&A where we were just kind of asking people to ask us stuff. So um, Budai on the forums asked, um, while PSN does have a lot of good sales, a lot of games are more expensive there than in the store after a steep price drop. Steam is very aggressive in comparison with their prices. So what factors would you say go into this being the case? So I would say a few things. Is stores need to recoup their cost of the game because the stores buy the game for X amount of money and there may or may not be wiggle room in that. 
Um, two, depending on who the publisher is and how much clout that they have, stores may sign an agreement that says they will never sell the game for under Y amount of dollars. Um, but you have to be a pretty big publisher and there's not that many games that most stores will do that for. Um, Steam's kind of a different animal. Um, yeah. I don't I think, know if anybody yeah, else has any more insight. Well, <laughs> if you're comparing the PSN sales to the Steam sales, I think Steam's just got a lot more flexibility in how it can do things. There's a lot, a lot of stuff has to go through PlayStation to get on the sales list, etc. So yes, there's always more work to do to do it. Yeah, and so in terms of PlayStation sales, most PSN sales are themed. And so what typically happens for some but not all sales is that um, a couple of months before a sale happens, um, Sony will email everybody they think that might be interested in a sale and be like, hey, we're going to have an adventure game sale. Is there any titles that you would be interested in submitting to this sale? And so you go through your catalog and be like, yep, here's the five titles that I want to submit to your adventure game sales. And then Sony vets whether they think any of those five titles qualify as an adventure game. And they will email you back and will go, thanks, we're going to put this one title in our adventure game sale. And so that's how a lot of sales work on PSN. That is not all of them. And that is not indicative of every publisher, but that is how many of the sales are handled. And that's not necessarily visible from the outside. Some of those are. So you will probably notice a lot of themed sales when it comes to like, hey, look at, you know, all of the spooky games that are on sale for Halloween. You know, that's an obviously themed sale. But there are some weeks where it will be like flash sale and you'll be like, I don't really know what all these games have in common. There is something that all of those games probably have in common. And sometimes it'll be really obscure. Like, hey, we're going to have a sale of games that haven't been on sale for a minimum of nine months. Submit your games. Have, yeah, I, I have, I, can... have I like have I like taken away all the mystique of sales now? <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> that's usually how it works. Yeah, I mean I think, kind of figured that was how it worked just because of how much control PlayStation has on like its blog and everything like that. So yeah, and I mean different um, you know consoles have different types of sales, and so Steam does have some thematic sales. They have some sales where they, you have to just come to them as a publisher and say, hey, I want to be in your next sale. And they will be like, all right, here's our next four scheduled sales. Pick the one that you want to be in. And Nintendo is kind of all over the place. 
sometimes they'll just let you put stuff on sale. Sometimes they'll be like, all right, our next three sales are going to be these blocks of dates. Pick which one do you want. Sometimes they'll be coming like, we don't care when you want to put it on sale. Just tell us when you want to put it on sale and what the price is going to be. Yeah, Circle makes use of that one. <laughs> so, yeah, it it's kind of all over the place, even sometimes within console, like specific, uh, you know, store storefronts. So, yep, that's that's how sales work. Sweet. Thank you, Anna. Um, Budai also wrote in and said, what, would you rather the next mainline Fire Emblem game retain a classic look like the 3DS games, or would you rather see them attempt to expand the graphical style? What do you feel fans and consumers want? This is for They're you, probably going to expand the graphical style. Oh, you think they will? Okay. Especially since the next one is going to be on Switch and they yeah. can't you know, keep going with the footless models. Didn't they have feet in... Don't they have feet in Warriors? Man, Warriors, feet is, for... Warriors is not a Fire Emblem game. Yeah. What, what is she mean... thinking? Because that's Koei Tecmo using its engine to make stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, if it's going to be on Switch, I'd be cool with them expanding the graphical style. I mean, Path of Agents looks pretty good, so... Yeah, can't they kind of go with the GameCube style? Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, the GameCube style was very much that. But then if you wanted to be in super fast mode, it would go to an overhead camera or thereabouts or something, and then you would you know, move everything real yeah. fast. I mean, just yeah, zoom if out they little. kept the whole square-based grid and everything like that, then you could mm-hmm. probably just have a fast mode and yeah. switch like that. So a bit like Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, eleven? I don't remember which one eleven is. The one that's uh, not uh, out here. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I think the 3DS version has the 2D mode and the 3D mode. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not out yet at all, is it? In Japan. So it Japan. is out in Japan. Those jerks. Look at this. Oh. You know, I forget the rest of this show. Why don't we have Dragon Quest Eleven yet? This looks amazing. Look at this. Probably because it's going to take them forever and a day to localize it. Look at these monsters. It's like the Dragon Quest. Ah, It's like the the fantasy, like, how do I describe this artwork? It's cartoonish, but it's in a 3D lifelike model. What? Oh, I love it. All right. Anyway. Um, I mean, are we supposed to get it next year? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Yeah. it's coming next year. I can't wait. This looks great. I mean, I, I want that game, too. I felt like Dragon Quest Nine was a step back. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that after the just splendor that was 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, Fire Emblem. Graphical Fire style. Yeah, I'm, I think the answer is I want Dragon Quest. All right, good. <laughs> Shaman writes in and says, what's the most creative punishment you can think of for someone who leaks a pre-release game on the internet? Asking for a friend. <laughs> what happened, Anna? <laughs> All right. So, um, as most people probably realize at this point, companies send out games before they're officially available for sales for reviewers to play so that they can have reviews up like as the game comes out. And so Nintendo of America kind of got burned back to back where a reviewer 
sold a review copy of both Mario Luigi Superstar Saga and Mar- Mario Odyssey to people who then went on to rip the game and put it out on the internet. Wow. And so NOA has in response gotten very pissy and extremely limited um, their uh, release of review codes for both Fire Emblem Warriors and Odyssey. And even though they limited their review code release to Odyssey, someone still sold it and the person still ripped it. So, yeah. (laughs) That's um, a thing. Joke's on them, though. Because it turns out that the Mario Luigi 3DS review copies were all numbered internally. And so they have a fairly good idea of who's... You mean they've thought through this? Hmm. 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 So yeah, it turns out that they have a fairly good <coughs> idea of whose copy got leaked. Oops. So I imagine that person is getting blacklisted. Uh, I I suspect that they're having legal action pursued against them. Ah, uh, sign an NDA when you accept a review copy. Was it um. Shaman's friend? <laughs> I don't know if it was, but apparently it was a Nintendo review site, and that's what Shaman helps out with is a nintendo based review right and i mean the problem is is when nintendo limits review copies the thing that they start limiting is freelancers and enthusiast press sites so people like rp gamer and people like shaman who works for a nintendo enthusiast press site are the people that stop getting review copies so it sucks because the people that are getting punished are the people that don't deserve it I'd say it's mostly digital now anyway, though. Yeah, but, and yeah, it's all, it's, it's digital review codes, and which is why they're coded in a way that Nintendo can tell who got which copy. But it sucks because those codes either don't go out or the reviewers get them very, very late. And remember much like us most of these enthus- most of these like x nintendo or nintendo x sites so like nintendo world report like where shaman works for people that work there um it's probably not their full-time job and i mean i think that we've talked about this before on the site but no one that works at rp gamer gets paid we are a volunteer run website we don't make money running rp gamer we are not rolling in mad lobster cash running rp gamer we run RP Gamer at uh, nearly a loss. Almost I every miss month. Lobster Cash. <laughs> um, you know, we could make a lot of money running RP Gamer if we were willing to throw video ads onto every article and put up oh. fake ad, fake articles. About I wouldn't say a lot casino. of money, but we'd make more money, and it, you probably wouldn't read the site anymore. <laughs> if we put up a fake news article every Friday, we oh, could yep. make fifty-two thousand dollars a year. Really? Yep. Oh. I did the math one. How do you guys? Really how do you curious. guys feel about just ignoring everything posted on our site on Fridays? <laughs> Write in and let us know. <laughs> just uh, it's a sacrifice you're doing for the good of the site and my pocketbook. I would understand. <laughs> All right, we got one, Anna. <sighs> 
Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes the, tempt- the temptation is just too great. I remember when I worked for the radio station, or I worked for a radio station and got an Aerosmith album like two weeks early. And at the time, I ran a pretty large Aerosmith live journal community dating myself. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, I, I'm sorry. I could let's, be the- let's just meditate on the concept of an Aerosmith live journal community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh huh. <laughs> Hey, it was the early 2000s. That was a thing. But I thought, like, man, I could be the hero of this community by now, but I don't want to lose my job and potentially get sued by the RIAA. You you weren't comfortable living on the edge? (laughs) I was about to say it. (laughs) More like living on a prayer. Bon Jovi for life. Oh, you're halfway there. (sighs) And I mean, like, it's... No, I was crying the whole time. <laughs> and I met you? <laughs> That's amazing. And I go crazy. Oh, I, I hope those of you at home aren't missing a thing. Dream on. <laughs> and I mean, it's not like we haven't had our problems with review copies at RP Gamer, Like... We actually found out that one of our reviewers was burning copies of all of his games and sending them out to his buddies, so we fired him. So you think it's a bad idea to walk this way, Anna? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get some sweet emotion. Uh, Anna's pissed at me. I guess I'll never make love in an elevator. (laughs) But she's your angel! I could do this all day. I, you know, everything I'm getting from Anna right now is anything but sweet emotion. So I think my favorite part is they had sort of a little discussion about this question on the forum. So Shaman asked, what's the most creative punishment you can think to give someone who leaks a pre-release game on the internet? Will suggested force them to platinum Mugen Souls before they can get another pre-release game. They have to play a thousand year night. Shame, shame and replies, such despair. Mm. Hoshigami. They have to do a book report Rooting on Hoshigami. Blue Earth? Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they have to play the original <laughs> unpatched PlayStation yes. version. Uh-huh. How about they have to listen to the Aerosmith segment of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> on a loop over and over. All right. And here's a question for someone other than me. Strawberry Eggs asks, if you got to choose the composer for your dream RPG OST, who would it be? Would you assign certain ones to certain types of tracks? Pick at least two, but no more than four. Okay. Is, do we have to come to a con, uh, a con, an, an agreement? A consensus? Yes. And since I don't care about music, just do it other, without me. All right, Hiroki Kikuda, the secret of mana guy. Right? No? No one agrees? Uh, if I used to just throw out one of these, because I've got three that I... All right, pick. throw them out. Let's, 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 let's see who we're drafting from here. Who do you got, Alex? Yeah. Oh, partly I'm cheating the first one because I'm selecting Ace Plus, which is actually a trio of people. But they did a lot of stuff on Xenoblade Chronicles and will be on Xenoblade 2. So. All right, so we got Ace Plus from the Xenoblade series. Yep. Also, Goshina. Goshina? Yep, okay. who does the Goddita music and all the good tracks on Tales of Zestaria. Okay, and who's your third one? And Takahare Ishimoto. 
who did uh, The World Ends With You and Crisis Core and Type Zero. But yeah, that's those are probably my three favourites. Okay. So that's what Alex nominates. I, I nominate Hiroki Kikuda, who's Secret of Mana. I nominate um, Hoshimoto, the guy who does uh, the Final Fantasy Twelve Tactics music, right? Did I have that right? Sounds right. Uh, Sakimoto, excuse me, Sakimoto. Right? I don't know. Tactics. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my third is Jake Kaufman, who does a bunch of (laughs) really good. He did like the the recent DuckTales remix, the uh, Dragon, uh, the (laughs) Dragon, uh, Double Dragon remix, the the Shantae music, um, a lot of good. Um, chip tunes. All right, who are you? Who are you nominating, Kelly? Anyone? Okay, I've got uh, Nobuo Uematsu, mm-hmm. y- Yuzo Koshiro, oh. and Russell Brower. Who does you? What does Yuzu do? Um, y- <clears throat> not Yuzu. Etrian Odyssey. Etrian, yeah. Okay. And he, I mean, he did a lot of Sega stuff back in the day too. And I think he did most of the E soundtrack. Okay. Oh, who did Daytona? Let's go away. Um. Nobody remembers. Nobody. Nobody's with me on this one. <laughs> I'm going to use my non-participation Daytona. to veto Daytona guy. No. You're terrible. You're all terrible. He's the best. Takenobu Mitsuyoshi. <laughs> I love you. Oh. What about um what about the Kingdom Hearts lady? No? The no? composer's right. a girl? I thought so. Are you sure? Yeah, Yoko Shimamura. Oh, so, yeah, Yoko Shimamura. She yeah, did fifteen as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, she's not making it on the list, it sounds like. All right, Pascal or Josh, do you have nominations? I mean, uh, well, I was going to say Uematsu as well, so that's already All on right. the list. Bold that, yeah. Mm, how about we talked about earlier the uh, music from um, Danganronpa? Oh, Masafumi uh, Takada. Masafumi Takada. I don't know how to spell that. Um, maybe. Um, um, uh, what about the near I, person? Do people care about the near person? Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Would you, what were you saying, Ooh. Pascal? Um, I was going to suggest um, Harry Gregson Williams, which um, I, I'm not 100% sure, but it, I'm thinking of Mass Effect or Dragon Age. And okay. I think I think you might have been one or both of those. The first Mass Effect music. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, and then Josh, you have any nominations? Well, I definitely second the one for Sakamoto. Sakamoto, yep. And then, I don't know, this isn't my big area of expertise, but I was... Like, when I think of music in games, I always end up thinking of the Falcom sound team JDK, which, I don't know, is who's the leader of that? Uh, you know, there's no main person, I think. Yeah. It's quite a few. Yeah, a lot yeah, of times they don't even tell you. Yeah. All right. Nobody's nominating the composer of the Near soundtrack, then, right? Yeah. No. Can okay. do if you insist. 
No, it's okay. I'm, I don't want to force it in here. I'm <laughs> just wondering. I'm surprised it didn't show up. That's all. Okay. Um, that was, uh, who's that? Oh, it's a few different people, isn't it? Uh, Keichi Akabe did most of Akabe, Osamata. Ishihama, and Hoashi. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, okay, fine. Um, so, we have Ace from the Xenoblade series, Go Goshina from God Eater, Takehado Ishimoto from The World Ends With You, Crisis Core, and Type-0, Hiroki Kikuda from Secret of Mana, Sakamoto from Tactics and Final Fantasy XII, Jake Kaufman from a bunch of, like, a bunch of modern uh, indie games um, and Shovel Knight, stuff like that. Uh, Nobuo Umatsu from everything. Uh, Yuzu Koshiro from Etrian Odyssey. Russell Brower from World of Warcraft and other Blizzard titles. Masu Masafumi Takada from Daganropa. Harry Greggs Williams? I think, I don't know, I might have spelled that wrong. Uh, Gregson. Gregson Williams. All right. It makes it sound like a three person thing. Harry Greggs and Williams. <laughs> and then JDK from <laughs> Falcom. Okay. So, we've got to narrow this down, folks. No more than four. I think of another one to add. <laughs> all right. More, yeah, more choices. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, Maybe we'll all agree on it. If you ever, uh, if you've played, um, oh gosh, what is it called? Uh, Freebird Games makes um, To the Moon. Okay. No? Okay. Well, who's the composer? <laughs> but, no, I've heard of To um, the Moon. I don't know anything about its music. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an in, it's an indie thing, but uh, his name is uh, Kan Gao. I spelled that how it sounded, which is probably really wrong. Close enough. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast. Okay. Well, um, does anyone want to throw some of their names off and say, oh, yeah, and the, the, next to these other people, we'll, I'll cede my position. I will die on the Nobuo Hill. Oh, that Ishimoto guy, if you're keeping the boy. Say what? Oh, that Ishimoto guy, if you're keeping the boy. Okay. So goodbye, Ishimoto. Um, I'm going to drop Jake because I don't think I'm going to get any get any people to agree on that. And I'll drop Kakuda because no one else seems to care about Secret of Mana. All right. Anyone else willing to let some of theirs go? You can let mine go. Just all of yours, Pascal? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't... I want to vote the for the Danganronpa guy. Anna's voting for Danganronpa. All right, yeah, see, I'll be tempted to go JDK above Takada. Okay. It depends on what kind of game it is. I mean, if it's yeah, an action it's... game, it doesn't get better than Sound Team JDK. So, okay, here's... No, it's an RPG, though. <laughs> so here's one way of looking at it now. The ones we have two votes for are Nobuo Uematsu... Um, Sakamoto, uh, Takata, and JDK. Um, the, oh, right, but the JDK and Takata is a vote that swings either way from Alex. Okay. Well, whatever. Could we just do those four and call it good, or does anyone want to make an argument for someone over them? Uh, I think that's a pretty good team right there. Well, just, you can't really go wrong with this. There's a lot of good composers there. <laughs> The, yeah, I'm wondering if we have too many good composers and we're going to, like, the Uematsu stuff is just not going to mesh with most of the other stuff on here, I think. Hmm. I'm not sure Takada is going to mesh with anyone, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Should we let Takada go, then? Ooh. No Perhaps way. it's a crazy RPG that has some very diverse sections in it. Hmm. Can I trade Takata for Kushiro? 
Oh, Anna wants to vote for Etrian. Okay. You still have, yeah, you still have a vote left. That's fine. Uh, I think we're going to drop Russell Brower, Kelly. That's fine. Okay. And to the moon, I don't think is getting anywhere. Pascal, sorry. Oops, um, Mass like Effect, I don't think is the the right fit for our RPG. It sounds like we're building a JRPG from the other choices. So I'm going to drop him. Um, so Alex, what about Ace and Goshina? Are you willing to let those two go? So we're down to five? I suppose. You suppose? Grudgingly. Okay. Grudgingly. That, I'll take grudgingly at this point. All right, so now we have Nobuo Uematsu, um, Sakamoto, Yuzu Koshiro, and uh, JDK, and Takata. So this is still a bit weird of a game. <laughs> we have That's to cut a future a, bitch. <laughs> we have to cut at least one. <laughs> cut Takata, then. I feel like Takata would be good for, like, incidental background music <laughs> yeah so i have four major artists and then takata's oh, cool. the throw oh, let's go stuff. around alex who would you cut out of these five um personally kushiro because i haven't played any actually games okay so alex votes kushiro uh kelly who would you cut takata takata anna who would you cut mm, takata takata pascal who would you cut I don't remember uh, being blown away by the by the music on thirteen. So Sakamoto? No, wait, thirteen. Thir- what does thirteen have to do with anything? I don't know. That's what you wrote. No, I didn't. No, it says twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Twelve? Yeah. Sakamoto's Sorry. tactics in twelve. Yeah. He's an evilist mm. dude. That I'm just not. I don't know. You're still voting for I Sakamoto. I don't know enough no? of some of them. Oh, you don't know. Okay. That's fine. You can abstain. Josh, what about you? Uh, if I had to cut one, maybe Koshiro? Koshiro. Guys, this is not good. Well, that one, well. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I <laughs> you haven't, haven't voted, Chris. I haven't picked. I haven't picked. Well, I was going to pick Uematsu. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to pick between the two that we have deadlocked on. I'm picking Takata. Well, Sorry. That was easy. Just because I want us to be done. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I like Etrian Odyssey music, and I don't know Danganronpa music. So, sorry, folks. That's what we've got. There's our dream team. Oop, I shouldn't change these columns because it'll affect the rest of the sheet. Nobuo Umatsu. Um, what the heck is Sakamoto's first name? This is bugging me. Hitoshi. Hitoshi Sakamoto. Um, Yuzu Koshiro and JDK, the sound team from Falcom. <clears throat> and I mean, Yuzo Koshiro has been in a lot more than Etrian Odyssey. I've got his wiki page up, and he is just amazing as far as the stuff he's been in. He did stuff in Brawl. Uh, well, everybody did stuff in Brawl. Yeah. <laughs> but most of the... <laughs> like the entire sound industry did stuff in Brawl. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> just saying. All right, so there's our four. Um, that's going to be quite the game, and uh, all their budget's going to go to soundtrack. So <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, but <laughs> there we go. So it's going to be like Xeno. What was the PS2 one? Not Xenoblades. Not Xeno Gears. Xeno Saga. Yeah, Xeno Saga, where they have Zeno like spent all the where they spent all the money on the music and and the cutscenes. That game was supposed and the to be Final Fantasy VII. Uh, no, you're thinking, uh, crap, I'm getting them all confused now. 
The PS1 one was supposed to be Final Fantasy VII. Uh, oh. Galaxy or? No, no, no. PS. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anymore. So, two games were being developed at the same time, and one of the other was going to be Final Fantasy VII, and the other one was going to be Xenogears. I. Okay. What? Aren't you talking about like Xbox One or no. Xbox 360 now? No. And like uh, Mistwalker <laughs> stuff. No. Okay. I'm talking about uh, no, uh, oh, right, because that was Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. I'm sorry. But no, Xeno Gears was the one where it was going to be like a six part game and they were going to have like the London Philharmonic do all the music and all of yeah. that stuff. And then they spent all of their money on the first game and realized that they didn't recoup their money at all and went way over uh, budget. For, their first, they spent all their money on the first disc. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this game's going to be uh, interesting. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Um, we have a phone call. So let's move on to that. So someone called in and left us some, left us some feedback. Let's see if I can make this work on the first try. It probably won't work on the first try. So give me a second. Yes, it's Matt Orbita. My question is... Um, if you had to rank the Persona games in the last uh, three games, you know, Persona 3, 4, and 5, if you had to rank them, in, in what case would you put those in? I'm actually uh, one of the people who feel like Persona 5 wasn't as good as the, uh, the last two. Uh, I still I still enjoy the game. I still think it was great. But uh, I'd just like to see people, see people rank it. I would put uh, Persona 3 first so uh. all right so how how do we rank those persona games um for me it'd be descending order five four three five being the best okay and uh anna do you agree um hmm Five, three, portable, four. Interesting. Alex, do you have an opinion? Uh, go four first, just because I prefer that setting to the other ones. And then um, five and three, for no really apparent reason. Okay. <laughs> Josh? Uh, four, three, five. Four, three, five. Pascal? Yeah. Oh, you haven't played these, have you? Since I haven't played any, I'll just I'll rank them in what seems to be the most pleasing three-digit number. So I'll go with um, four, three, five. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna rank. Here's them, a good number. I'm gonna rank them in strength of story, and I'm gonna go three, five, four. So there you go. As far as like, so since we all have literally a different agrees. answer, that was that was not useful at all. <laughs> Um, I recommend playing all of them, so I, I don't know if that's helpful to you. But well, hang on. Should we write down which ones? Did no, we all pick different. Then we can vote oh, on them. They were, were they seriously all different? More or less, yeah. Yeah, I think huh. Pascal's and Josh's might be the same, but Pascal's was chosen in a different manner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just just rewind. Go with whoever you trust the most. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on your play taste. If you want kind of a random dungeon crawler, three is going to be your best bet. If you want kind of an anime story, four is going to be your best bet. And if you want kind of a stealth crime drama, then five is going to be your best bet. Yep. So. If you want good games, then just play them all. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can all agree upon. All right, well, except Pascal. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for contributing feedback. If you'd like to contribute feedback, it's podcast at rpgamer.com. Call us at 608-729-4098, and we'll play your voicemail right here on the show. And you can listen to the show live every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Website, of course, is rpgamer.com. We got changes in the works for the website. More to come in future months. All right. So we have the uh, one thing I would point out is that I need some help figuring out uh, oh, right. We have a question of the week. That's what I meant. We have a question of the week, and you need to tell us if you ever fall asleep playing a game and which one. And we will answer that in two weeks because I have extra life next week. And if you could also, this week, maybe pipe in, say, give suggestions for what to do during extra life. While I will not be streaming my, well, I don't think I'll be streaming my play the whole day, but I, I'm pretty much going to be on PS4 all day. So if you have PS4 related suggestions, I am pr- happy to take them. Maybe I'll play Assassin's Creed all day. Maybe not. How's that going, Alex? Is anyone playing Assassin's Creed on the site? I anyone, don't know. No one's reviewing that yet? So, I think we had the code. I don't know if anyone took it. <laughs> wow. Max still does all that stuff. Okay. That's not a good sign. No. <laughs> well, Mac would know more. We'll ask Mac. Um uh, that said... Hey guys, um, there's finally an RPG in the Assassin's Creed series. Who's going to review it? Chirp, 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 They all chirp. fell asleep while playing chirp, it, apparently. Um, Alright, so... We have... Oh, let's see what I've got here. Um, I forgot to make my list again. So let's go down the list of new releases. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Assassin's Creed Origins is out now, so there's a thing. Persona 5 got an Ultimate Edition this week. If you're wondering what that is, it's Persona 5 with all the DLC. It is $10 cheaper on PS3 than PS4. It is $125 to buy Persona 5 with all the DLC. Yeah. Bit right. crazy, that. Um, we yeah, have... It's all costumes, anyway. I don't know what Numantia is, but that's a new release. What's Numantia, Alex? Sounds... It's a strategy title based on the... Based on the Roman Numantian Wars. It's out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So, I don't know how RPG it is. It looks very uh, Total War-ish, except it has hexagonal um, tiles and stuff. So, oh, that's a thing. Um, And Moon Hunter's course on the Switch. Knights of Azure Two came out on the Switch. And PS4. And PS4. Okay, cool. Yeah, remember Glenn had a copy sitting on his. That's right, he did. uh, Table, and we made fun of him and asked him if he was going to play it. There's a trial demo of Heroes of the Monkey Tavern on Switch. So, oh, that's a that's a dungeon crawler, right? We talked about that. That's. Um, you were debating whether or not you wanted to play that. Yeah, it looked a little weird, so I might pick that up. Maybe not. Um, what else we got coming out next week? Let's see, October, December. What's next week? Through November fourth, we have. Um, we don't cover Call of Duty. Dot Hack GU Last Recodes coming out next week. Yes. For Windows and PS4. Yes. 
Summon Night 6. Oh, Summon Night 6. Finally so comes is, out. Is, is, your, is your done, review going to be ready? <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how long it goes on for. All right. Usually these games are like 30 to 40 hours, and I'm at like 37 hours, and it, the end does not seem in sight. So <laughs> we'll and see. Hopefully it'll be out. Zway, the Ilvard Insurrection we talked about earlier, that's out this week. Uh, Lost Dimensions out on PC. Oh, Lost Dimension to PC. Right. And Steven Universe. Oh, the Steven Universe Save the Light games out. Yep, this week. That that looks. I played that at like E3. That looks. You pretty liked deep. it. Yeah, it, it felt good. So hopefully that holds up in its full release. But I think uh, I think that'll be that'll be nice. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, of course, just came out. Nobody's playing that. Except, You're not uh, gonna new donk. New donk a donk city? No, probably not. Uh, oh, Real Farm is out on PS4. Yeah, this week. Yeah, no, no. Okay, Wolfenstein Two is out. No, no one. Okay, I'll shut up. Um, well, I won't shut up. I I lied. <laughs> Euler, yeah. Euler. Just checking out anything else. Ooh boy, a lot of weird things coming out. <laughs> there are now over Bubsy. Two... The new Bubsy games is out this week. Hey, <clears throat> we passed. Are we gonna uh... jump on that? I am mildly curious about it, but I'm having the same issue that I'm having with Odyssey. There's so much other stuff. So that Sword Art Online Hollow, Re- Hollow Realization Deluxe Edition for PC is out this week. Hey, what, Anna? We passed a milestone this week. What's our milestone? There are over 200 games on the Switch eShop now. Hey, Switch has 200 games and none of them are virtual console. That's true. That's my milestone. You mean there? You, mean you can no longer. You can no longer say there are no games on the Switch. <laughs> yes, I want to no longer hear that complaint. If you're saying there's no games, how on are the there Switch, 200 games? Yeah. There's no way. Yep. That a lot of them must be garbage. Yes, they've been releasing about 15 a week for the last <laughs> month. <laughs> So um, I will tell you, folks, at, at E3, I heard um, a developer, publisher, who shall remain nameless, mention that kind of the thing to do right now is to just put out anything you can on the Switch. Um, so I think a lot of those have been hitting recently. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Aw, Chris. What? What? That's so mean. I'm sorry. But it's, it's how you make money. It's, it's a business, Anna. All right. Uh, wow, humblebundle.com has business books in a bundle. Isn't that great? All right, so let me close my tab on Aerosmith songs and say thank you, everybody, for listening. And I would like to know, those of you on the show, what are you going to play this week? Starting with you, Kelly. Uh, uh, SMT4 Apocalypse. I would like to try and finish this one this week. If not, then before Pokemon... Uh... Ultra Ultrasun comes and, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anna? Uh, okay. Pascal? Uh, dude looks like a lady, sweet emotion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alex? That's that's Nungan Rumpa. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Yes, those are both actually incredibly oh, yes. apt descriptions. <laughs> oh. I, def- I, okay. I put thought into that. Thank you. For wow. It. All right. Uh, thanks for dismissing it. All right. Okay, Alex, uh, what are you pl- playing? Probably Knights of Azure 2. Alrighty. 
Hey, I hear that has ragdoll physics. Okay. okay. Oh, come on! <laughs> we haven't played it! Are they all ragdolls or something? Are they all dolls? No, no that was another Aerosmith pawn okay. that went right over your head. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm done. Sorry. I'm done. What am I playing, Anna? I don't remember. Uh, SteamWorld Dig Steam 2, World Dig Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? And everybody or Josh? Me. Josh, what are you playing? Some night six, six until I drop. <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad for you. All right, that's it. For I us. signed up for it. Two weeks from now, we'll have another show. Uh, next week, we'll we'll do some sort of streaming or hosting or both from the PS Nation stream uh, for my Extra Life campaign. And uh, if you'd like to donate, I'd really appreciate it. Go uh, find a link on the forums, or just go to I don't know. Just search for Chris Privetier on Extra Life and you'll find me. Or find me in the PS Nation team on Extra Life. And please donate. I appreciate anything you can give. Um, I met my main goal. So next up, I'd like to get a 1000 Because then, A, we're making lots more money for the kids. And B, I get a medal. And I can wave that in Anna's face. That'll make me feel good. No? Okay, that's really shallow, huh? Sorry. Okay, so that's it. Um, we'll catch you next week, or two weeks from now, excuse me. And uh, until then, goodbye, everybody. And do it for the kids. Yeah. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.